Hey everybody, Dan here. Just a couple quick things about this week's episode. Uh, the reason why it, it didn't go up right after we recorded it is because we had a little technical difficulty. My laptop decided to update and restart as we were recording the episode. So we we actually lost Corey's part of the E3 coverage. He uh, he went first, obviously, uh, covering Microsoft. So uh, rather than restart from the beginning, we were probably 20 minutes deep at that point. We decided to just re-record it from our Twitch stream. So uh, that being said, the quality is probably not going to be as good as it usually is. Uh, there's a little echoey, and it'll probably be quiet. Um it just doesn't. It won't. It won't sound as good as our usual episodes because um, because it's you know from our Twitch stream and, and compressed a little bit. So uh, yeah, it, it it won't sound as good. Um, but that's only the first like half an hour. So I'll try to do as best I can to get the get the volume up and 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 make it sound sound decent. But it probably won't be as good as it usually is. So uh, apologies for that. Uh, it's something that happens, I guess. I should have updated and restarted my laptop before we started the episode, but that that didn't happen, obviously. So uh, hopefully it won't happen again, and uh, hope it doesn't sound too bad. So without further ado, episode 151 on our 2014 E3 recap. Welcome, everybody, to episode 151 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. I'm Corey. Today, our episode is on our E3 2014. It's going to be our, our recap episode. Uh, E3 started, I guess, kind of Monday. I uh, went to, went through Thursday. Monday is, is called Zero Day on E3, and that's when all the major press conferences are. Uh, so we're going to be covering all those and, and obviously, the, the miscellaneous announcements that were made during E3. Today's date is June 16th, nope. June 14th, <laughs> 2014. This is the third take, and, and uh, I, I've made the same mistake on, on the first one. So Brilliant. But anyway, uh, yeah, uh, our E3 episode is, is this episode. We're going to be talking a little bit later about the Destiny Alpha. I think, what, three of us played the Destiny Alpha? Did you yeah. play it? Yeah. Oh, you did? I did. I thought uh, you were going to get to play it till tonight. Uh, I snuck a few minutes in here and there. Dan's a liar. Dan's a dirty liar. Attaboy, Dan, bro. I, I had the opportunity, and I, and I seized it. So. He took the bull by the horns. I did. Uh, and then also Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes I played, so I'll be talking about that later. So I'm going to talk a little more Watch Dogs. Myself. Watch Dogs. Okay. Will? Nothing. Nothing. Corey? Uh, I, got, I got some treats to talk about. Uh, I played a couple iOS games, one being Hoplite, the other being Angry Birds Epic. Okay. Uh, and I also played <laughs> Among the Sleep. Oh, oh, good. I want to hear about that. I've been wanting to play that. I, I actually also, Corey, sorry to interrupt, but I was in a f- 14 tournament today in honor of the World Cup that I will talk about. Oh, is that stuff. going on? What? The World Cup? <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's actually a really big game right now. That I thought I'm... it didn't start till next week. That's... No, it's right now. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anything else, Corey? No. 
All right, let's get started. So the the first press conference on uh, Zero Day, I guess you could say, is Microsoft's. They uh, what was it nine or nine thirty Eastern? Uh, uh yeah. No, no, no. Noon. It was nine or nine thirty uh, Pacific. Noon or noon thirty. The, the, I think the time zones got a little confused. I'll, I'll I'll talk about that a little bit later on. But I think there was there was a little bit of confusion in a couple places with, uh, yeah, with the yeah for idiots. Zone. Well. Uh, well, I'll get I'll get into it when we when we talk about Nintendo. But oh. uh, Corey, you're going to be covering our Microsoft press conference. I will be week. covering the Microsoft press conference. That is correct. Yes. So go ahead. So they away. opened up right away, and they're like, "All right, big emphasis on games. All you're going to see is games." And they did not lie. Uh, everything they showed was was games. Mm-hmm. Um, they led off with, much to my chagrin, and maybe the, the chagrin of many, the Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, Warfare trailer. Um, well, I shouldn't say that it's just chagrin of many, but I think we kind of talked about this a little bit, that the people who are really into Call of Duty uh, and aren't into games as, as a whole aren't probably aren't watching E3. Uh, but anyway, we, we did see the Advanced Warfare trailer. It's set in a futuristic... Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. Some of this was my own viewing of it, and some of it was me reading recaps of it. Because um, I was also at work while I was watching this, so I, I had some holes here and there I had to fill in. Mm-hmm. Uh, set in a futuristic for Korea, we saw lots of drones, mech suits, and futuristic stuff. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me was the ammo display on the gun rather than in the heads-up display. Uh, kind of remind me of Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, the heads-up display overall was was pretty minimal as opposed to games past. Uh, exclusive first DLC on Xbox. They made sure to include that uh, as part of the trailer, and also uh, didn't do much to excite me. I don't know about you guys. No, the only cool thing I thought about that was the the grenades. When he threw the grenades up in the air, they were like quote unquote smart grenades. He just threw them up in the air, and then they had like a little booster. And they flew to their target. I thought that was cool. But that was it. Future grenades. Yeah, uh, that's going to make me mad in multiplayer. That was I, the only thing that I thought was cool about that. I took notes on the whole the whole thing. Um, what I wrote for COD was it opened the show. It was Titanfall mixed with COD mixed with Killzone. Yawn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was uh, not impressed. No. no. Which to yeah, me was, made the that, uh, which to me made the Sunset Overdrive trailer that much sweeter. But I'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, uh, here. Forza 5 announcement, uh, they mentioned the Nurburgring track was available for free starting that day. Just one of those things that everybody loves to hear, like, oh, and by the way, it's available right now. Yeah. Uh, which makes people happy. I always, I, I like that kind of stuff. Granted, I don't give two shits about Forza. Um, <laughs> I don't have an Xbox. But when they say stuff like that, it's like, hell yeah, I could play it right now. Uh, which makes me happy. But then they went on and announced Forza Horizon 2. Uh, exclusive for Xbox, coming out September 30th. It's uh, Did any of you guys play the first Horizon game? No, but nope. it got well-reviewed, and I'm probably going to get the second one. It's Yeah, it's Forza, but it's like open-world Forza. Yes. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, set in a southern Europe, they, ha- they have over 200 drivable cars. Um, they have weather, like a weather mechanic, so you can drive in snow and rain and all that good stuff. Uh, Damn cycle, too. Yes, and also it looked really good. Um, it just to me it seemed a little bit more like the fun Forza, you know? Yeah. But yeah, arcade. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know very little about those games, so I can't I can't really speak to that too much. Um, so 
at this point, I was a little bit like, yeah, whatever. Like, can I see something that's kind of cool? Uh, then they showed uh, the trailer for Evolve, um, which is a sci-fi cooperative first-person shooter. They showed a little bit new content, because we've seen content from that before, correct? Yeah. Uh, also announced exclusive beta and DLC for Xbox, uh, and that's coming out this fall. I honestly cannot remember a single thing about the trailer. It didn't really stand out oh, for me. Dude, it looks so good. Do you guys remember? Can you, can you talk about it a little bit? Because I honestly don't remember. Kind of. I don't um, remember it either. The environments were really cool. I remember, I think it was kind of like in a cave. Um, and I think they're calling the one monster. I don't know how many monsters you can be, but the one is called the Kraken. It looked like a sea creature, kind of. Um, but the environments just looked so cool. What it was in. I think the, the one that stuck stood out to me was like a cave okay um but i wrote that's a day one buy for me for uh-huh. sure it mm-hmm. looks so cool i'm not uh i'm not tickled by it you're not well no. it's not your kind of game no um the, the-, the problem i think i'll run into with a lot of games that are coming out is if i'm not playing with people i know it's going to be kind of frustrating yeah because it seems like teamwork is at the yeah. front for that well it is because everybody has to be a different class you don't have a choice right um, there's four classes on the 4v1, um, and you know, like I said, you can't have duplicate classes. So, And I guess from what I understand from listening to other podcasts and stuff about the game, it's important that you follow your role yeah. in that. So if you're not playing with people that know you and are willing to do that, there's a pretty good chance at least one of the guys is going to be an asshole. <laughs> right. Are you so, getting this for PS4? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Anything multi-platform is going to be PS4 right. Okay. Good. for me. Good. Okay, continue. And that led us to the first thing that really excited me was the reveal of Assassin's Creed Unity. I don't know how you guys felt about it. Uh, I always say my interest with Assassin's Creed begins and ends with the setting that it's in. Uh, I thought the setting was really cool, not just in terms of it being the French Revolution, but also just the way, you know, the the crowds and stuff that they showed I thought was really cool. Um, Yeah, so like I said, French Revolution, 1789. Uh, they mentioned something about forming your own brotherhood, so it's like they, they actually demonstrated a four-player sort of cooperative mission, uh, which I thought was really cool. Again, the graphics looked really nice. Um, maybe I'll be snake bit by Assassin's Creed again. Who knows? But uh, uh, Well, the, they announced a little bit later on that one of the things that they did away with are the the tailing missions where you fail if you get I, too far outside I don't know the if they thing. did away with them. They said they were changing them? They, they said that they made it so that if you don't, if you don't follow, you have other ways of getting that oh, information. Okay. So you're not going to fail the mission, right. which is what caused me to rage quit Assassin's <laughs> Creed 3 and 4. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that kind of per- piqued my interest a little bit. I'm with Corey. I think the setting is is fantastic, uh, and he's absolutely right. The amount of people on screen was crazy. It's different. The, you, I've never seen a game like that before. No, and the draw distance was amazing. The graphics look great. So I, I'm moderately interested. I'm cautiously optimistic that it's going to be better than... Um, then uh, th- uh, three, four was good. Other than the assassin stuff, but this is another day one buy for me. The only thing is, same thing with this as with Evolve, especially with the stealth aspect of Assassin's Creed. Yeah, you're gonna want to play with people you know. Yeah, because <laughs> if if you, especially for this game, this is way more important for this game. If you're not just watching the trailer, like if everybody's not cooperating and talking about where they're going or who they're taking out, you, you really need to set up a plan and a yeah. strategy for this. Um, and if it's done correctly with friends, it could be really, really cool. Yeah. If it's not, it could be really frustrating. Corey said, uh, a la Monaco. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, to a less of a clusterfuck extent. <laughs> but 
Right. But yeah, similar. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I started getting a little excited at Assassin's Creed Unity, um, and then they led into a Dragon Age teaser, which is another one. On, I took these notes, but honestly, I cannot remember the teaser at all. I think they saved the more, like, gameplay kind of thing until the, the EA press yeah. conference, correct? Yep. Okay, so this was just this was literally just a teaser. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, in my notes, it says looks cool, so it must have looked cool. Yeah. At that point. But again, I can't remember any part of it. Uh, but then they went into the Sunset Overdrive trailer, which everybody seemed really confused to start. Um, I was watching some live streams, and they're like, what the hell is this? Because it, it opened with, like, some like a first-person shooter with, like, dudes with guns and, you know, bro fist, bro fist first-person shooter kind of Call of Duty bro kind of thing. Uh, but then the it's cracked, and it turned out it was Sunset Overdrive, which, to me, granted, I wasn't into Sunset Overdrive at all last year. I thought it looked stupid. Um, but the presentation part of it can make a huge difference at E3 because it's all about, like, getting people excited for games. And, like, no matter how you do that, as long as you get people excited, I think you've done your job. And for me, Sunset Overdrive kind of did that. Um, but I will say I was way more impressed with with what they showed for Sunset Overdrive as a game than they did last year. Uh, we actually saw some combat and stuff like that. Um, it, it looks it, it fun, looks it looks fun. different I like all the colors uh, I think that's kind of a theme with this generation especially this year is like colorful games um, you know like last generation we saw a lot of earth tones and you know yeah. like grays Grace and browns and that kind of stuff but I feel like this year we're getting a lot of really colorful games um, we'll talk about a few more and I'll point them out when we get to them but yeah, there's a lot of a lot of like fun colors and neon washout kind of like '80s bright. It's it's it. I like that style a lot, um, and and I think Sunset Overdrive looks really good. Uh, October 28th, exclusive to Xbox One. They mentioned something about Chaos Squad. Did you guys pick up on that at all? No. Is that the co-op mode? Yeah, but I didn't really understand what was going on with that. All I know that I wrote down here in my notes is there's an eight-player co-op. Mm-hmm. Um, which would be a lot of fun. Like, uh, to me, it looked kind of like uh, Saints Row over the top action, but it looks like you're gonna have like combos that you string together by killing enemies in, in succession. Um, yeah, I'm with Corey. That's a day one buy for me. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. if you have an Xbox One, you should get it. It's, it's kind of their game. Uh, but that led into Capcom's 31th anniversary anniversary announcement, which <laughs> I thought was hilarious. I love this kind of stuff. It's a Dead Rising add-on, but it's Called Ultra Dead Rising Three Super Plus Alpha Championship Edition, with, <laughs> with like a subtitle that I didn't write down. Um, and all it is is it's essentially like a ton of fan service for fans of Capcom and their games. Uh, it includes literally everything, like all of Capcom's prominent IP, including like Resident Evil content, Mega Man content, other Dead Rising games, um, and it's a, it's a Dead Rising Three add-on. But I, I'm not sure if you need. Dead Rising 3 to play it? I didn't really... I didn't get that far with it. Uh, But it was one of those things where, like, also available now. Um, So, hey, if you're into Dead Rising, good for you. Uh, But that's another one for me. Like, it's all part of the presentation. Like, that was a fun, interesting, cool announcement. Regardless of whether I'll play it or not, like, it really engaged me in the press conference overall. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then that led into the Disney Fantasia Music Evolved (laughs) announcement. Uh... Not really much to say about that. Xbox exclusive coming out this fall. If you're into Fantasia, it's a, a like a dance. It's a dance game, correct? I I don't know. I tuned out. <laughs> I, I tuned out. All I know about Fantasia is that you followed 
fell asleep on my couch drunk one night listening to it on your phone. It's a great movie. Mm. <laughs> Uh, that was also part of the Dance Central Spotlight announcement, but nothing was really said about that. I think one of the other press conferences covered that a little bit. Uh, there was just Dance on the Ubisoft one. Uh, maybe not then. Uh, yeah, so they pretty much just announced it. Uh, I think it's uh, only on Xbox. Yeah, that's a Connect one, right? It is a Connect game, yes. Digital download only, I believe, too. Interesting. Yeah. If you're into those kind of games, I'm sorry I didn't cover it better, but... Like you, like you guys, I just sort of zoned out there. <laughs> yeah, tune out. Coffee break. Which was fine, because then they went into Fable Legends, which I'll talk about a little bit, but initially I was a little bit, like, confused, and I didn't didn't really get it. But I read, I forget who covered it on Kotaku, uh, but they covered it really in depth, and it got me a little excited about it after they talked about it. So Fable Legends is, uh, is it all co-op? Is there a single-player portion of, of Fable Legends? I wondered the same thing. I wasn't sure. They didn't really make it clear, but uh, so they showed this new Fable game, Fable Legends, coming out uh, exclusively on Xbox. Uh, there will be a multiplayer beta this fall for for Xbone uh, people, and it's a it's a co-op Fable. And and like I said, I was initially a little bit disappointed, uh, but I was reading a, a Kotaku coverage of it, and they said that it's what the players make of it, um, because one of the interesting aspects is. Well, first of all, it's very fable. There's, uh, from what I understand, a lot of humor and a lot of, uh, like, like, what's the word? Like Disney sort of uh, fairy tale setting. Like, you know, the fable games. If you're, if you're familiar with the fable games, it's, it's a lot more of that. It has um, a very distinct feel. It, it does, and it feels very British, too. Uh-huh. But uh, the one unique and different thing about it, which is something I've, I've, I want more than anything out of next-gen games, is the ability to play as the villain. Uh, so, so the the co-op fable team will traverse a sort of gauntlet to get from one end to the other, and uh, somebody can also play as the villain. And what they do is essentially you patrol the world as. Are you guys? Am I just saying something wrong? No, my laptop's restarting. Continue. Are we not recording? We're recording on Twitch. It's fine. <sighs> Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> Well, anyway, you patrol the world as a malevolent, quote-unquote, god. Um, and, you know, the, the game didn't call that much attention, or the trailer didn't call that much uh, much attention to it, but when I was reading on Kotaku, like, it actually sounded pretty cool, um, the way you can mess with people and, like, try and separate them by dropping down traps. And uh, f- the way it explained it was that, as a whole, the four-player co-op group has no problem with enemies, but... If you really if you, sep- if, you, if you take the time take to separate time. them, like you can be a lot more effective as a villain, which kind of made a lot more sense to me, and I was I was kind of excited about that. Do we want to take a break until we can get the stream back going, Dan? No, we'll we'll, we'll wait till you uh, wait till you finish. Are you sure? Yeah, because uh, yeah, we'll just we'll just we'll just break in between yours and mine, and and then I'll just re-record that part off of Twitch. Um, okay, so then they so went into Project Spark, Spark. Uh, uh, Xbox and Spark PC game. game. They mentioned there they showed it at E3 last year. Um, it's a basically a content creation platform, um, and I assume you know you get to play the game as well. They showed a lot more content than they showed last year. Like I think I believe it was player made content, um, and then at the end they announced Conquer, which was a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're a fan of Conquer, Dan. I've I've played Conquer games in the past. I, w- I don't know if I'd 
consider myself a fan. I remember you giving me Conker's Bad Fur Day on the Game Boy. I don't remember. Maybe. I had I had a couple of the Conker games. Maybe that wasn't you. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it it did get me a little more interested in Project Spark. Still, I don't see myself ever bothering with it. I don't know about you guys. I I mean I think people do really cool stuff with it, and I'd be willing to try. I have it on. You can get it on PC. I think it's a free download. You can get it on Xbox One too. Um, I wrote. It still looks awesome to me. I want no business with creating anything, but I'm very interested in playing what other people create. Yeah, it's one of those things that you hope like something like a Daisy will come out of it. You know. Yeah, Daisy. Eh. Daisy was originally a armor mod. Yeah. Um, you kind of hope something like that will come out of out of Spark, but you know who knows. Well, I played a cool game on Project Spark where I was like a rabbit going on an adventure. Aww, just someone some game someone That's made. Cute. Was it fun? Yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah, I I should try. I think I downloaded it on Xbox, and I just haven't played it yet. Yeah, I really should give it a whirl. And there's ratings and stuff, so you can kind of sort out the. Crap, the crap from the the good the the good stuff people good. create. That's cool. Um, moving on, Ori in the Blind Forest was the first indie game. I guess you could call it indie game. They showed uh, it's a artsy two D side scroller, um, very artistic from a studio called Moon Studios. So it was all very apropos. They didn't really talk much about it. It was just a, a demonstration. Uh, mm. But that's going to come out fall two thousand fourteen, and that is also an Xbox One exclusive. Uh, that looks cool. Yeah, yeah it, does, it does look cool. I imagine they're putting some resources behind it because it was one. Of, it was one of the indie games that got its own minute um, to demonstrate there. And then they went into the big Halo announcement. Um, all right, I'm gonna do my best describing this. I know you guys paid a lot more attention than I did. So, uh, so November 11th, 2014, you will be able to play the entire. Saga, Halos 1 through 4 on Xbox One in one tidy little package. Uh, one interface, all four games, one disc. Uh, also includes 4,000 gamer score. Um, and in the... Other than Halo 2, they will all have their original multiplayer engines. And Halo 2 is getting the full anniversary remake, the same sort of anniversary remake we saw for Halo 1. Um, so you'll get the original of Halo 2, but then the full the full remake. Uh, did, I, did I describe that correctly? I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, it's going to have the same function with the Combat Evolved remake where you can switch between the new and the old graphics too, which is really cool. Yes. Yeah, I think, I think 3 and 4 were just the, they're, they're the normal. They're not they re- redone. Right. Yep. Yeah, everything's original engine other than Halo 2. You get the, the full the full anniversary remake, which is really cool. For I think it's, it's a $60 game. Uh, you can play Halos 1 through 4. Uh, over 100, put 100 multiplayer maps, all the original maps. Um, did you talk about the television series included? Uh, I'm getting to that right now. Halo Nightfall, live action series, uh, will lead up to the new Halo game, Halo 5 Guardians. Um, and this is actually separate from the Showtime show that Showtime is doing. But, like, yeah, it, it leads up to, to the new Halo. Um, and that's uh, Xbox One sort of... Homegrown content, just like Netflix does their their own content. Uh, it's a reason to get you to use their their service and and all that good stuff. So, I, I like that idea. How do you guys feel about it? I think it's awesome. It is. A, it's I'm a great idea. Really excited about that, and I think it's it'll be really cool uh, to build excitement to lead up to the new game. You know, because that's still a ways off. So it'll be cool to to have something to kind of tide you over a little bit. Agreed. 
And then we went a little more indie. Back to... Uh, Come on, you missed something there. What did I miss? Halo 5 beta in December. Oh, I didn't write anything for that. Yeah, well, that's it. I just think people will probably be chomping at the bit to play it. Yeah. Dumb. <laughs> Dumb? <laughs> All these games have betas now. It's essentially a demo. It's not a... Yeah, Corey, Halo is Xbox. No, I know. So, I think that's, you know... I don't think it's dumb. A smart move. Yeah. On there. Yeah, really. but I, it's it's essentially just testing everything. I don't know. I, I have my own I have my own thing about these quote unquote betas, um, but we'll, we'll we can talk about that later. Yeah, uh, let's talk when we do Destiny. Okay. Moving along, uh, the game Inside is a is the next game from Playdead, the studio that did Limbo. It's sort of a, you know, just like Limbo, the the gameplay that they showed, it was sort of moody. Uh, You play a little boy running around in a 2D environment, uh, and he runs into groups of creepy adult silhouettes that don't really react to him. Uh, Not much was said about that either. Uh, I was actually surprised at how many people weren't familiar with this, because I personally wrote an article about this game like two years ago with a screenshot that demonstrated that same little boy like running through the rain or whatever um but you know whatever good good for xbox for pulling that out they didn't say uh whether it was an exclusive or anything like that did you guys see any of that i no. I, I did not see that i'm assuming it's not if they okay. didn't say it was exclusive they did say early 2015 though yeah yeah um he's come out on pc i would guess yeah some you know maybe they were just using that game to pad their uh yeah. their indie indie display but then they right after that they went into their sort of uh game montage of indies what is it id at xbox is that what they call their id yeah their indie campaign there um and some of them looked pretty cool uh the one that really stood out was cuphead that's the one that sort of looks like a like an old school cartoon like a Anna, not animaniacs uh like a betty boop kind of thing yes. oh yeah yeah I, what i did for the indie segment because it went so fast I tried to type down just the names of each of the games that I thought looked awesome, but doing that, I couldn't write down any descriptions for them. So mm-hmm. I don't know what any of these are, but I, I picked out of there White Knight, Cuphead, Lifeless Planet, FRU, Grave, Hell Raid, and Below. Below I, we know a little bit about. Yeah. I actually, uh, there's one oh, I'll talk about later. A little bit. Um, but yeah, I'll just run through the, the list of all of them. Uh, yep. Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Hashtag IDARB. I-D-A-R-B. Plague Inc. Evolved. We all know what Plague Inc. is, right? I played yeah. that on my phone. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Massive Chalice. Aztez. Night Squad. White Knight. Earthlock. Festival of Magic. Cuphead. Hyperlight Drifter. Lifeless Planet. Uh, slash Dash. Fru. Mighty Number no. 9. Grave. And fucking Threes. There's some uh, heavy hitters in there, though. I was super impressed with that whole yeah. display. Yeah, Hyperlight Drifters is, is a big one. Um, uh, Massive Chalice is a big one. That's Double Fine. Yeah, their new game. People so, seem yeah. to be really excited about Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Yeah, uh, Cuphead. Like I said, Cuphead looks awesome. Um, yeah, the, the, uh, that's all good stuff. We like to see that, especially from Xbox, the studio that. Most people would say is not an in, or a company that most people would say is not indie friendly, but for them to come out and show all those games, I think is a is a good thing for everybody. Um, and then they went on to Rise of the Tomb Raider. I don't know why people were surprised it was Tomb Raider. I knew as soon as I saw the freaking thing that it was Tomb Raider. Yeah. This is Lara, Lara Croft. Um, 
I don't know, Dan, you, you seem to be the most Tomb Raider-friendly person. I didn't, you know, it's just one of those cinematic trailers. We didn't really get much out of it. There's a lot of cinematic trailers, and I find it hard to get excited about just a cinematic trailer. Yeah, same Because, here. they, I mean, obviously they put the best foot forward of whatever game the trailer's for. Uh, but at the same time, like, I like the first Tomb Raider so much that, you know, I'm, I'm interested in it, but... I can, get, I can get excited about cinematic trailers if it, they, like, if the cinematic trailer explores a universe that I'm interested in. Yeah. You know, like, more sci-fi-y, kind of outer space stuff, like... A cinematic trailer in those universes can get me excited. Something like this, whatever, I don't really care. Uh, yeah. But it turns out it's called Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, yeah. Coming She's soon. going through some uh, some psychological problems, apparently, from her events in the first Personal first struggle. Game. Yeah. That is correct. And then we saw The Witcher 3. Uh, actual gameplay footage. Super exciting. It's a good way. You know, granted, it's a uh, multi-platform. It's a it's a good thing for Xbox to show that in their press conference because it makes them look good. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard and, something funny about that actually. Go ahead. It was on Giant Bomb, and he was talking about um, Destiny being shown by PS4 or Sony. And he, up until like the other day, thought that Destiny was a PS4 exclusive. Because it's just had like a Sony link to it, yeah. And I think, like, like Corey was saying, it's smart for them to do this stuff because even if people don't realize it's exclusive, like it says Microsoft or yeah. Sony, yeah. And like, even if they just say so exclusive content, some people might just hear exclusive. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder if there's ever like a bidding war between Sony oh, and yeah. Microsoft to to go to like a CD Projekt Red and be like, we want you at our press conference. How much is it going to cost us? Well, Titanfall was was pretty much everyone assumed that Microsoft paid uh, Respawn a ton of money to have that be a Microsoft exclusive. And what, no, 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 what, I'm not talking about making them exclusives. I'm talking about the, showing them at your press conference. Oh, like prob- a multi-platform game, like The Witcher. Probably. Is Did, The Witcher going to be on PS4? Yeah, yeah PS4. Okay, and- yeah. It kind of makes you wonder. Go ahead, Eric. I'm sorry. No, I'll talk about it during Sony. Okay. Um... And it was nice to actually see Geralt doing some witchering, something that he didn't do much of in Witcher 2. Uh, he was pretty much caught up in the whole political thing. So it was good to see him, you know, behaving like a witcher and killing big demons, monsters. A, a griffin. Beheading a griffin. That, that was awesome. That, that was, was really awesome. sweet. That game looks really good. I'm really excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we saw a little bit of Phantom Dust. It was just a CG trailer, sort of a man versus woman in, a, like, a magic fight. Um, but that was really cool. I, I, did, I never played the first Phantom Dust, but I remember hearing about it, and you know, a lot of people seem to be excited about it. It's a, it's a remastered version of the Xbox original Xbox game with some added with some added gameplay. Uh, but I was really into the setting and stuff, and the, the trailer made it look cool. Uh, I don't know about you guys in Phantom Dust. There wasn't much to go on with. Again, it was just another cinematic trailer. Yeah, yeah. I don't know a ton about it either. I don't know. And then we saw the Division. It's always nice to see the division. Uh, they had a new gameplay demo, just basically demonstrated some more gadgets, and it was a much longer uh, gameplay demo than what we saw back last year. Mm-hmm. Um, still excited for that game. I don't know about you guys. Oh, fucking can't wait! I, I'm excited for it, but it's hard to get excited for it because you, who God only knows exactly. when it's going to come out. Did anybody else just get a raging boner when she told him to call up his map? And it's like yeah. this crazy display underneath him. Yeah. I just thought that was so cool. Yeah. It's like a, it's like an augmented reality rather than yeah. like calling up like a mini map. Like it exists around exactly. you. It's it's really cool, you're right. Did you also notice that they snuck in a car door shutting again this year? I didn't notice. 
<laughs> you know how they made a big deal about that last time? No. Yeah, it was this thing that people, remember. like, the guy comes up against the car, this is last E3, and, like, crouches down and shuts the car door. And that's something you don't usually see. You usually just kind of see him go over it or whatever. But people were, like, making a big deal about it last year, but I saw them do it again this okay. year. They snuck it <laughs> in. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well done, Ubisoft. Mm. Yeah, we got, to, we got to see a lot more gameplay stuff. They had the holographic viewer, um, the grenades, the, the flashbangs, all that kind of stuff was, was pretty cool. That game still looks great. It's another one, though. Probably going to want to play it with people you know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Maybe not, though, because I, I think it's kind of going to be Destiny in a different setting. Um, same kind of idea, I feel like. Third person. Yeah. Um, no. I don't feel like I'd have to play Destiny with people I know, so maybe not. <laughs> I'm completely full of shit. <laughs> Scalebound, uh, Platinum Games, Xbox One exclusive. All I wrote was Douchey Hero fights dragons, wears headphones. Um, yeah. And at one point he shrouds himself in bio armor. Again, this was a cinematic trailer. There was no actual gameplay. Uh, it's one of those things that looks like it could be fun, but, you know, who really knows? I. <laughs> My notes said, crazy monsters, not really sure what was going on at all. Probably find out in two years. <laughs> at least. Yeah. Um, I yeah. But, you know, I like I liked the whole, like, that. I, that's me. You know, I'm into that kind of fantasy, uh, that kind of stuff. So it was cool for me anyway. But, you know, not much to go on. Who knows what it's going to be. Um, and then they ended. Did I skip anything? Nope. They ended with a uh, new crackdown announcement uh, another cinematic trailer uh, apparently nobody saw this coming i don't know i'm not too big into crackdown but uh yeah End i played the first crack- crackdown I, I guess it's a a remake of the first crackdown that's what i saw some some people saying i i didn't get that impression i got that uh, the impression that it was just a mm-hmm. a new crackdown uh, kind of a reboot of the crackdown franchise because i guess crackdown yeah. 2 was really bad i didn't play crackdown 2 i played the first one and it was really good they gave one of them away for free i think on their gold i okay. think it might have been one of the first ones they gave away for games for gold yeah i never played it because it didn't look good to me yeah but uh it's, i didn't get the fun. impression that it was a, a, a remake re- either yeah i think they were just trying to reboot the franchise and uh yeah jettison the the crackdown 2 uh bad image right so yeah uh, overall, I was very impressed, but, you know, I, you guys are going to talk about the other press conferences, but I was also very impressed with Sony and Nintendo uh, as a whole, so, you know. Do you guys want to discuss each yeah. one after yeah. everything? Well, or well, well, we'll discuss what we thought of Microsoft while, it, while it's fresh. Yeah. Go ahead, Eric, because you, you, you're the only one of us that has an, an Xbox One. Yes. What, what, what stuck out to you is... I certainly was not as impressed with Corey. Uh, I thought everybody did good at E3. Uh, still think Xbox came in last of everybody. Uh, I'm excited for Halo, obviously. I'm excited for Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. And I'm excited for some of the indies. But it, I didn't see anything there that said, I need to go buy an Xbox yeah. if I didn't have one. Yeah, That's ex- the, the exact impression that I got. You know, yeah. someone who are, I already have a next-gen console. Mm-hmm. I've got a PC. Uh, any multi-platforms are going to be on those two. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anything for me that said, like you said, I, like, like I need to go out and buy an Xbox. See, the, there, the thing with me wasn't. is that, I, like I've discussed before, I've never played the Halo campaigns. Right. So that's all fresh for me, and that, that'll be really cool. I'm excited to have that. Um, and Sunset Overdrive, I think, will be really cool, yeah. like I said. But as far as like a AAA game that I was like, ah, 
Yes. It, it was a lot of multi-platforms. It was yeah. a lot games. of multi-platforms. And like Corey said, they did focus on games. Which uh, was awesome, by the way. I, yeah. I meant to say that. It just, for, for, for me, someone who has already got a next-gen console mm-hmm. and a PC, you right. know. I, I think the whole appointing Phil Spencer thing was like one of the best things Xbox could have done mm-hmm. um, because I do think they, they did do a good job of convincing uh, maybe people that don't have a next-gen console of, uh, you know, Xbox is, is, you know, the way to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I agree with that. But. Uh, as somebody who might be getting one, uh, the only things that really impressed me were Sunset Overdrive and Halo. Right. right and I think that's probably what most people are feeling. I, yeah. Although I think that as indie-friendly uh, as PS4 and Sony are, I think that Microsoft had the better indie display. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, again, I, I thought it was good. Don't get me wrong. I just didn't think it was anything earth-shattering or didn't give me a boner. Right. A <laughs> video game boner. <laughs> I didn't see anything either. It was good, though. Yeah. I would applaud them. Honestly, well, we'll talk about it later. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm with you guys for the most part. Like like Halo is for me the Halo thing is a reason to buy an Xbox right there as as a Halo fan. Um, and then I was also excited by Sunset Overdrive. Like once I have my Xbox, I that sounds like a game I'd want to play on it. Yeah, and one. Um, and then even even Fable, which initially uh, initially I was let down. Like I really liked that idea of playing as the villain. And once I read that that breakdown on Kotaku of how it actually works, uh, got me really excited. Um, and then you know, granted these aren't Xbox games, but because they showed them at the Xbox press conference, it got me excited for Xbox. Is you know, The Witcher and the Division and Dragon Age and you know just. It, yeah, it, it's smoke and mirrors, but it was effective for me, and it got me excited to to be a part of gaming and, you know, in this example, Xbox. Okay. So are you getting one? Uh, probably, eventually. Did I you, don't know. Did you make your decision on Xbox over PS4? <laughs> no, I, I, there's no way I would base my decision on whether I get Xbox or PS4 on E3. Okay. Gotcha. What do you base that on? Regardless. Uh, it's just it's a matter of timing, like what comes out when and who's which you know who's playing it and it's like when i got my wii u like that pretty much happened i decided that in an afternoon like i didn't really think about it very long yeah, yeah. that's funny that <laughs> that the wii u is Corey's first uh <laughs> next but gen Corey, console Corey's kind of a wild card that's true so not surprising that is true yeah. okay and your thoughts on Microsoft? Well, I'm glad Corey's thinking about getting an Xbox at least, because if you it, like, if you got Fable Legends, Corey, I would get it too. Otherwise, sure. it's a game I would never play. That would be fun to play with friends for sure. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break while I uh, figure out our, our technical difficulties. So yeah, we'll be we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 151 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I think we have our issues all sorted, so uh, we're going to continue. If you're wondering, the probably the first part of the this episode doesn't sound as good as usual. It's because I had to I had to record it off of our Twitch stream because we had some some issues. So yeah, it's probably not going to sound as good as as this is now. But I, th- I think we're good now. So uh, I'm going to cover the EA press conference. That was the next one. I think it started at like three Eastern. On uh, Monday, zero day at E3, uh, and they started off big. I thought with uh, Dragon Age Inquisition video, uh, it, it was really cool because they had you know the screen come up, uh, and then right underneath the screen they had this like thing lift, and someone was playing a cello. 
uh, to the to the opening of the trailer, and that was really cool. The music was really really good for it, and got me got me really excited. Uh, I was just cin- cinematic trailer though, uh, like a teaser trailer. It showed some some locations, a little gameplay, and uh, a, a variety of the bad guys. So that was good. Uh, then they brought out Aaron Flynn, the Bioware studio manager, who explained some of the background of the story um, and sets up the story a little bit. Uh, they announced the ability to choose between third-person uh, action-y combat and then tactical mode, which is like a like an old isometric RPG, which I think is awesome. Uh, you know, because there was people that had a preference on the the action-y combat for Dragon Age Two and didn't necessarily like the strategic combat as much in the first one. So this one, this game's giving you the option to to do to do both. So um, that's really cool, and I really wish the noise upstairs upstairs would stop. It's driving me nuts. But anyway. Uh, then they showed a video of some of the characters that accompany you on your mission. Um, no names I recognize, but I think that's just like the new characters. I'm hoping, obviously, some some characters return from from the older games, uh, specifically Varric, who is one of the the characters. And then, of course, I want to see Morrigan in it too, because you know I love Morrigan. So there's that. Uh, it then... takes Dan. It takes place in or- Orlé. Yeah, Orlé. Yep. Okay. Yep, that's the 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 country. Gotcha. Um, what? What? What is going on? <laughs> the dog almost knocked the laptop off the table. Someone's raising holy hell, Dan. Anyway, Dan's gonna riot. <laughs> okay, uh, and then they moved on to Mass Effect, and I only knew that right away because of the music. Um, the music immediately screamed Mass Effect, and that that was what what caught me. You know, after the de- they they did it like a developer video, um, ex- explaining their vision for the new Mass Effect game. They showed some artwork from it. Um, I, I wrote specifically, "Oh God, the music," because it brought me back to the Mass Effect games, which was really cool. Uh, but they didn't show anything other than like a few screens. That was frustrating to me. Yeah. Um, but they announced they're working on a new IP uh, along with the Mass Effect stuff. So I'm not sure if the the new IP is in the Mass Effect universe. Maybe it's like a strategy game. I I don't know. They didn't they didn't get into it. But I mean, we already all everybody knew that they're working on a new Mass Effect. Yeah. So they basically just confirmed something that was already confirmed. Yeah, it was a little a little frustrating to see that. Um, I, I wanted to see something from it. You know, like something a little more substantial. Well, this happened with another game too. Yeah, which you'll be getting into. Yes, I think. yes, I right. Yep. So that was Mass Effect. Then they had uh, Rachel Franklin come on to talk about The Sims Four. Sims interactions will be more complex than ever. Uh, they have hopes and desires, which has has an effect on the interactions between the Sims uh, and have long term effects. Uh, the Sims and buildings can be shared amongst the community too. So that's good news for Sims fans out there. Then they moved on to Bruce Lee who is apparently having some ties with the new UFC game, uh, which made made an appearance on screen. They show a little gameplay and how submissions work. Eric talked about that a little bit. It uh, made a little more sense. Did you, did you see that? Yeah. Wasn't it a clusterfuck? Yeah, I, I don't... Like, when you were explaining it, I was like... That, I don't get it. Well, that's what I said. You can't explain it. You have to see how awful it is. But it still action. doesn't make any sense. No. Even when I was watching it, I was like, who was sitting there putting this together and yeah. said, that's it? That's I, what we need to do. Yeah, I don't see how what was going on on the screen related to the action in the like or the, the 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 mechanics. I don't see how that relates to the action. The thing is, is like that's kind of a fast-paced environment anyway. Like if somebody's got you on the ground and trying to break your arm, like it's not something where you have time to think about it. And yeah. when it's asking you to push the left thumbstick or the right thumbstick in a certain direction, it takes your mind a couple seconds 
and you don't have the time to react, I don't feel like, to make your move work yeah. or to escape properly. I just don't think that they, they really thought that through because by the time you realize what you're supposed to do, you're either already submitted or... Yeah, it's you too know, late. Right, exactly. Or the guy's already broken out of your hold. Yeah. It's just bad. Yeah. Bad. I, and I think me and Eric talked about that we don't. I don't think UFC translates very well to a video game, as well as like boxing. Yeah. Maybe. No, um, it's it just doesn't. Yeah. It really doesn't. I think they're gonna have a hard time with that. But you know what? Maybe people are gonna love it. I know you didn't care for it, and you would like the yeah. other UFC games, right? I did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jake in the chat, who is a UFC fan, said that he thought the demo was horrible too. Okay. Oh, he played it. Yeah, he did. He said it was horrible, and it was so horrible and hard that I won't buy it, and it was uneasy. Oh. Okay. I mean, it was bad. Yeah. Really bad. Huh. That's interesting. Uh, And then, moving on, NHL 15 makes an appearance. They gave their usual spiel, along with some stills for the game. Uh, There's now physics on all 12 players and the puck at the same time, which I thought that was something that had been happening for a while. Well, that's what they say every year, Dan. Yeah. Uh, I did watch a video, like, later on uh, with with one of the developers, and he said that they uh, apparently brought in, uh, like, the puck physics, I guess, are what's supposedly going to be like really different about this. They brought in a, apparently, they I'm brought sure. in a physicist to to do calculations and math for the puck physics. Patrick Kane is not a physicist. Cam Neely is not a physicist. <laughs> Patrice Bergeron is not a physicist. Did they announce who won the cover? No, I don't think so. I, I didn't pay it attention. Was Bergeron. Patrice Bergeron. I thought it was Subban. I figured it would be Subban. It's one of the two, huh? Yeah, we covered all bases. And then they had a trailer for it. Look. Um, Looks like NHL. It uh, it doesn't look like anything. They didn't show anything for it. They showed a, a, tra- a trailer and they talked about it, um, which is my issue with, with, yeah. with the teaser trailers. It doesn't mean anything to me, you know. Um, moving on, Criterion had a behind-the-scenes video. They're working on a new IP. They're, of course, the makers of the Burnout series. Uh, They show different types of vehicles and explain how a first-person view for driving them is the best way to capture the thrill of racing. Again, they didn't really show much gameplay or anything, just behind-the-scenes developer. I felt like I was watching a documentary when I was watching the EA thing, um, a behind-the-scenes as opposed to... As opposed to, like, a lot of actual gameplay. Um, And that was for pretty much all of the games except for the last one. But we'll get to the, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Madden 15. Madden 15 will focus more on defense this year. Uh, they, correct me if I'm wrong. I swear to God, they've said that for at least two out of the last three. Probably. Yeah. I think that they they're looking to oh, yeah. you know because of the Seahawks defense, how good the Seahawks defense was. I think they're trying to suck those people in. They did the same thing with the Ravens defense a few years ago okay. with Ray Lewis. I yeah. remember them specifically trying to say that this was about defense, yeah. new game. Yeah. Oh. Um, and I don't know that th- none of this meant anything to me. Camera will be ha- be behind the defense now, allowing for easier reading of offensive formations. Is that new? Yes, I think so. Yeah, it is definitely new. Okay. Um, it used to be kind of over everything and behind behind the, the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Um, being behind the defense is kind of like career mode. I think. Okay. Like where you would you know make your own play or play as a pro. So that's not super new. It's I. I don't know if you played like in the the player's helmet before, or if you you know had Zoomed the same out. view that they have now. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, uh, so there's that. They redesigned tackling. Uh, D defensive players have a have a target reticle, I guess, on the on the ground. Um, 
allowing for aiming of your tackles. There's also regular tackle, which is you know obviously safe and effective. But there's a powerful tackle, which is more devastating, but will require more skill. There's hundreds of new player animations and emotional responses. New camera angles, direct, uh, which were directed by an NFL film, film cinematographer. Um, so there's that, and it launches August 26th. So, Sweet. Madden, yep. Thoughts on Madden? No one's interested, right? Pass. <laughs> yeah. Corey, I know you can't wait for the new Madden. Uh, I'm sorry, what's this game? Madden? Madden, M-A-D-D-O-N. Madden. Oh, is that the new, is, is that the new Rayman game? Yeah, it must be. Um, so there's that. Uh, Dawngate is the game next. Uh, I don't know if anything was known about Dawngate or not before. I don't follow. It's a it's EA's MOBA. Um, I haven't heard, I hadn't heard anything about it, but I also don't follow the the MOBA scene, so I don't I don't know if there, if it had been out there or not. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was it. It was. Uh, I mean, people knew about it. Okay, I think. Uh, it's it's built in front of and with the guidance of its players. Uh, and apparently they created a story for for story arc for context for the battle, so you're not just fighting battle over battle, battle, battle after battle for apparently no reason. Which is why I've said I don't think I could ever get into those. Right. Yeah, because it's uh, repetitive, yeah. you know, without any story for for me. Um, I, I enjoyed my my brief time on Dota, but it's not something I would stay with. Uh, but yeah, it, just so it's not meaningless battles. I don't know, Dawngate. Any interest? Eh, moderate. To the MOBA boys of Among Us? Maybe. Is it free? No idea. They didn't say. And I didn't look into it further. If it's free, yeah, I'll check it out. Okay. They might be going for, like, a, a you know, a Dota. League's free. But it'll probably be free. But it is EA, so they're going to do something that'll make you yeah. hate it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. So. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Mirror's Edge 2, behind the scenes of the development studio again. Um, they talk about character design for Faith, who is the, the main character. And uh, Again, I felt like I was watching a documentary. They didn't have any any gameplay footage. They had early conceptual footage of the game, but it, you know, it wasn't polished or anything with graphics. It was just um, you know showing Faith beating up some bad guys. Now, was Mirror's Edge 2 announced last E3? Or it was, was it... teased. Last year at E3, so this year we just got the developer we, notes. We got some developer um, behind the scenes for it, so must be coming along well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Mirror's Edge too. I wish <laughs> I had right seen. I wish I had seen something for it. I didn't. Um, so, Corey, Mirror's Edge two. I uh, just recently played the first Mirror's Edge, and I didn't really care for it. Okay. I thought it was it was a fun game. I'm looking forward to the second. I think they could polish the second one. I just got motion sick. What's the I appeal, Corey? What's the appeal to it, do you think? For Mirror's Edge? Yeah. As somebody who didn't like it, why do you think people enjoy it? It's different. Yeah, it is different. He's right. Alright. Fair enough. Moving on. FIFA 15. Uh, they open up the FIFA 15 thing, talking about the emotion of the sport of soccer and how they're going to infuse that into the FIFA series. Uh, players rem- will remember victories and defeats and react accordingly. Uh, new movement physics, ball physics, uh, revamped atmosphere. Uh, one thing I thought was cool is the turf will get torn up and uh, and beaten up as the match goes on. I like that. Um, that's cool. That's yeah. something that happens in, in sports. So I, I think that it, they said like the players will have memories. Yeah. So like if you do something in a game to another player on the other team, he'll yeah. remember that later in the game. Yeah. That's cool. I'm assuming it'll work the same way. Like if you 
are consistently going to one side of the field or, or you know dribbling a certain way or something like that, the players will remember that remember too. Remember patterns, right? If that, if it works that way, it'll be really cool. But yeah. it, it could just be one of all the things they say, and it's something you never notice, right? Which is like could be. It's pretty. Uh, pretty good odds of that happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then they show a cinematic trailer at the end. so Featuring Messi for the second straight year. Yeah. Is he going to be on the cover again? No, I don't care. Okay. I'm going to buy it either way. Right. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter. They could put Will on the front cover and I'd buy it. would be more likely to buy it, actually. <laughs> will, 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 will stabbing a soccer ball with a knife. <laughs> I, would do, I would do this. Okay celebration nothing wrong with that wearing a thumbstick athletes footy jersey <laughs> 40 uh and then the last thing uh visceral developed battlefield hardline apparently it's a coordinated effort between dice and visceral uh they showed a multiplayer match it's known as heist mode with 32 players on the map it's uh basically like the cops are trying to steal or the the it's cops and robbers and the robbers are trying to steal money and what keep it away from the cops do they have to evacuate it or yeah, I think they have to capture it and then escape. Okay. Is what I gathered. Yeah. Um, it was a 32-person map. Uh, the camera bounced around between the cops and robbers, too, showing the action. Uh, at the end of the match, they announced that the beta is now available for PAEC and PS4. And ba- the Battlefield 4 players on PS4 can access the beta through their copy of the game. So that was cool. That got people pretty excited. Uh, they had also announced that there was 64 PlayStation 4s actually in where they had the... On the roof. The, the presser. Well, they had some on the roof. I think it was 16 on the roof. Oh, okay. Um, and then, like, right there where they had their, their conference, they opened up curtains around the side, and they had 64 uh, PlayStation 4s with, with Battlefield 4 on it. So, And then they closed their show. Um, Eric... Battlefield. That was really the highlight of, of this. I, I didn't really see anything else that even remotely I, interested me. I think uh, that sums it up. <laughs> Dragon Age. Well, Dragon Age looked awesome again, but uh, you know that, that was, was something. The very beginning. Well, right. yeah, and it was. It, we, I had seen some of that on Microsoft. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna buy Battlefield right. for sure. Uh, I think that the cops and robbers thing is gonna be really cool. They also talked about the campaign being in the mold of a TV crime drama, mm-hmm. episodically, which I think will be, be something that brings something fresh. Uh-huh. And, and interesting, because if they do it right, they'll leave you on cliffhangers at the end of each one, and you'll be like, well, I'm just going to keep playing. And yeah. you just kind of burn right through it, and it'll yeah. be kind of cool. Um, from what I understand, it's about a cop who gets mixed up with bad cops, and he has to kind of make decisions mm-hmm. whether he's going to help them or not, and kind of gets fucked over because of it, and that's the story. Um, which sounds interesting to me. I think I could get into that. And I think the multiplayer looked really cool. I really do. Uh-huh. Um Go ahead, Will. My question is, is how is this Battlefield, though? It, well, it, would you prefer that they just kept the same shit? It's, 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 they're it's trying to, stale. they're trying to do a different, True. a different True. take on the Battlefield series. I appreciate them trying to change it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I prefer that, but this sounds it's like a, a, like a whole new, it, I, like, it's, it's a different IP developer. Kind of. Good. Just, which is fine with me because. Well, like I said, they're, they're doing the same thing that Call of Duty started doing is, is to keep it fresh. They're, they, they started. <laughs> Except they're actually keeping it fresh. Well, ro- yeah, rotating studios. So uh, this one's going to be made by Visceral, and then Battlefield Five will go back to being made yeah. solely by Dice. And then Visceral puts out another a different game. I guess they would be definitely keeping it fresh, which is good because I'm tired of the. I mean, are you? Is do you want to buy it or no? I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of it. Okay. To be honest, I hardly really? see very much of any of the conferences because they're at while I was at work and stuff. What's up? Your question also begs the question: What makes a battlefield game, a battlefield game. Big, and in my opinion, it's their multiplayer mode. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, lots of vehicles, think, lots of people. Exactly. That's what Dan exactly. Vehicles, yeah. big teams, and they still have that. It's just in a different setting. Kind of in a different environment. Yeah. You know, not in wartime. It's just big time criminals and you got to stop them. Yeah. And that whole spawn mechanic and, you know, the points versus points and one team overtakes the other slowly with mm-hmm. spawn points and that kind of stuff. I think to me that might, that's what makes a Battlefield game, and as long as they continue that, then I have no problem call, them calling it Battlefield Hardline. Sure. Yeah. Did, what did you think of it, Corey? I thought it was cool. Yeah. I, I was into it when uh, it was spoiled uh, <laughs> the couple weeks before. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was cool. It, it, like you guys said, I mean, it's something different. We're I'm so sick of the, the first-person shooters that we see all the time, and it's nice to see them with a different take. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm actually really excited about it. As soon as they said the beta was out, I got on the internet because I was going to go and sign up for it and then forgot that I traded in Battlefield 4 on PS4. So I couldn't play it. But uh, was sad. But Will's going to let me borrow it. I don't know how long the beta goes for, though. That's true. I think it's a while. Is it? I got that impression from some something I read about it. Yeah. That it was gonna it was gonna last a while, so good. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and sneak into that and hopefully can do some reports. Yeah. But okay. That's a buy for me. Okay. Um yeah, for me nothing nothing was of interest other than Dragon Age, which they started no, with. That was a really bad, really bad conference. Yeah, and, and most of it was that they didn't show anything. Like they I I Oh, did we touch on Star Wars? No, oh no, yeah, I didn't, didn't. I didn't do Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, that, that that's was... because they barely did too, Dan. Yeah, that was the same. That was the same thing. I did miss that. That was towards the beginning. <laughs> Not hard to miss. Um, the Star Wars Battlefront was was just developer Walk. talking behind the scenes and walking in some areas. Like that yeah. was stupid. That game is years off. I think. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I I had heard that early next year, but Bullshit. I don't even. If they didn't show anything, anything for it at all, you know, at least. No. You know, two years ago, Watch Dogs had a uh, gameplay video, you know? <laughs> I'll be shocked if that comes out next year. Yeah. The developers or something said that, don't worry, you'll get to see some more of Battlefront 2 soon. Battlefront 3. 3. Next whatever. spring, they said. Next spring? <laughs> That's what they said. Yeah, this is, this is ways off then. So we're... Is there a conference next spring? It's, uh, PAX East. Maybe that, I don't know. But they, I think they specifically said next spring. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I remember seeing it next spring. It was a ways away. Yeah, that was a really bad conference. Yeah, I missed. I, I, missed, I forgot to put that on. Because I, what I did is I, I watched them all and, and tried to pay as close attention as I could. Mm-hmm. I really, you know, I, I kind of remembered why I can't really watch things on TV. Because I was battling with the kids the whole time. I was trying to watch these things. I couldn't take notes. So I, I actually rewatched the EA and Ubisoft ones because those are the ones oh, that, I, bless that I covered. Bless your heart. Um, I had to, yeah, because uh, I couldn't, I couldn't take notes and I couldn't remember anything. I'm obviously, so sorry. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, let me so. let me ask you guys this: did you, did you guys get excited back when they showed sports games at the Sony and Microsoft press conferences? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I don't get excited exactly. for sports games at all. Any, you know, anymore. I'm not excited for NHL. I probably won't get it again. Um, that said, that that's a possibility that I might get NHL, but it's it's doubtful. So. I think that it's kind of smartened up. Yeah, no, I know, definitely, because the people that uh, go to E3 probably aren't huge sports game consumers. Yeah, but they didn't show anything for anything else either, though. That's the problem. Yeah. They showed stuff for Battlefield, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, EA really had nothing, this this conference. <laughs> yeah, It was yeah. by far the worst, I thought. So Easily. So that's, that's uh, EA. Uh, I'm also going to be covering Ubisoft. 
uh, who opened it with a cinematic trailer, teaser trailer, I guess you could it's more cinematic trailer for Far Cry 4, uh, which shows the setting of the, the fictional kingdom of Kyra, Kyra, I think is what it is. Yep. Um, and they show the bad guy who is a complete nut. Um, but it's awesome. I, you know, they they did. I think they did a good job of of uh, making a bad guy that's comparable to Voss from Far Cry Three. Nuttier than Voss. I think he's a little nuttier than Voss. Um, wow. After seeing the opening sequence, I didn't, from, from I didn't see this. Um, they also gave a November eighteenth release date. So, so that's cool. Uh, assuming Fingers crossed. No, yeah, as I say, assuming there's no delays. Um, so that's how that's how Ubisoft opened up. Um, they moved on. Uh, Aisha Tyler uh, hosted it again of the Ubisoft. I, get, I think it's her third year in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, they moved into Just Dance 2015. Uh, they had a cinematic trailer showing families in groups, uh, friends breaking down on the dance floor to the <laughs> Pharrell Williams Happy song. I fucking hate that song. Uh, I didn't mind it the first one or two times I heard yeah. it, and I was like, man, eh, there's not much here for me. Uh, but anyway, they announced cell phone connectivity. So... Apparently, instead, in lieu of using a controller, you can use a, a cell phone, uh, iOS or Android device. So when you're playing, you can have as many people as have a cell phone uh, play play the game at the same time. So, you know, if you're at a, a Just Dance 2015 party and you're drinking, you can if you've got a smartphone, which I don't, you if can, you're you at can a break it out and Just Dance 2015 party. Don't ever talk to me. Right, right. It- if Ubisoft were just to cut this game out of their press conference, you'd think anybody would care. Their I don't fans. think so. The, the 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 game is huge. It is. Um, but it, it it's another type of thing where I don't know if the E three people are its target audience. Yeah. Because you know? I feel like if you're a huge fan of the game, you know it's coming. Oh yeah. So why like why show it off at E three when nobody there is that interested? Uh, there was a few people in the in the crowd that was that was shouting for it. But was it sarcasm? Maybe you know you never know. <laughs> it's possible it could have been Probably. sarcasm. Because if I was there, I'd be cheering for that. Yeah, that's always a, a possibility. I've got a round table for later that I think we should discuss a little bit. Okay, um, I'm just gonna try to not forget it. Okay, I'll, kind I'll, of gets into. I'll try and remember right. for you. Uh, so then they moved on to a cinematic trailer for the division. Uh, which we had already seen during the Microsoft press conference. Again, it, it was a neat cinematic trailer, but y- you know they they don't give you much. I guess they didn't need to show gameplay or anything because they had showed gameplay in, in other pressers. So um, it was it was a cool cinematic, um, but yeah, it was a cinematic. Uh, then they moved on to the crew where they showed a cinematic trailer showing a time lapse of some of the locations on an over two hour long mission from Miami to Los Angeles. Wow. Uh, apparently, that's one of the missions that. I think there, the, he said that there's two, two like two plus hour missions where you have to drive across the there's whole country. There's two of them. Two. I think he specifically said two of them, uh, which I think is awesome. I do too, Dan. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I w- I can't wait to because I'm gonna I'm the crew is a day one buy for me. I me signed too. up um, for the beta. I did too. I was oh. I'm excited on PS4. Yeah. Yeah. PS. Yeah. P- I think it's for all systems. How do you do that? You just go to the website. Yeah. Uh, it's like the crew. It's got us look look for. Uh, do a search for the crew beta signups. Make sure you have your UPlay handy. Hmm. I'll figure it out. Yeah, I had to. I had to. <laughs> sc- I up. had to scrounge up my information. Um, but yeah, uh, that, it's a it's a game that's looking looking pretty sweet to me. It's a, the MMO RPG. I found out that the 2010 Ford Focus RS is one of the playable cars in it, so that's what I'm going to have. <laughs> Even though mine's a 2001 and it's not an RS, I'm, that's still the car I'm going to use because it's nice. A, you know, Focus. Toyota Rav Four in there? I don't know. Is it Yaris? <laughs> it might be Yaris. I didn't look at the Toyotas that are in there. I hope so. 
Uh, I did look. I did peruse the car list a little bit, though. There's there's obviously some exotics, and then there's some you know normal, normal everyday cars. The mm-hmm. the Focus RS is the European like turbocharged sports Focus. So okay. it's a PC well, beta. Oh, it's PC only. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you we'll up. sign up for it. And, well, I did, and and then one of us will play your. Yeah. I thought it was PS4. <laughs> no, I'm sad. Hmm. Oh, well. That's day one by for me, too, Dan. Yeah. I did not hear good things about Drive Club. Oh, really? No. Other than graphics? Well, I, I don't even think we should talk about graphics in these games anymore. Yeah, as far as it, car games. They should be good. If it doesn't have that, for the love of God. Yeah. At very least. Yeah. Yeah, I heard it's no good. Oh, okay. Well, I, that wasn't one I was going to pay attention to anyway. I know you said it's that. It's coming out at a ba- really, really bad time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shadows of Mordor and Dragon Age Inquisition come out that very same day. So neither, you know, Drive Club's not going to get any attention. I've been listening. Was Shadows of Mordor shown by anybody? Just, um, like, I think maybe GameStop. and uh, It wasn't on any of the press conferences. It was showed, like, later. But it looks awesome. I was listening to Giant Bomb. Today they were doing their, their Day 3 final wrap-up. Mm-hmm. And um, from what people were saying on there... That was a couple of their favorite games at the show. It looks awesome. Yeah, the, the, I watched maybe ten or fifteen minutes of, of some gameplay from it, and it looked. Great. I didn't know that like the head orcs were all like procedurally generated. Yeah, so it's like different, it's different. every time you yeah. get on. That's awesome. Yeah, and they remember you. Yeah, that's so cool. It's looking great, and I they don't... get like promoted for killing you. Mm-hmm. So when you see them again, it's like, oh fuck this guy. Yeah, I got to take him down this yeah. time. This game, that game sounds pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited for that one. But yeah. anywho. Uh, moving on, next was Assassin's Creed Unity. Uh, obviously, we talked about this before. set during the French Revolution. They had a cinematic trailer showing Uprising and multiple assassins working together. Uh, they have a gameplay video, too, after the after the cinematic trailer, which shows kind of the scope of the game, which Corey talked about earlier, all the people, uh, the huge world. Um, it really makes it feel like... The people are pissed off, and they're 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 rising up against the mm-hmm. the monarchy. You know, uh, that was really cool. I put the amount of people on the screen was insane, and, I, and then I put cray cray right after that because <laughs> it was it was there was a lot of people on screen. I was very very surprised by that. I haven't even seen the trailer or anything for it. It it looks good. Uh, it's it's gonna be how the controls are <laughs> See, for for Assassin's Creed I, for me. I know if I watch the trailer. I'm gonna, going to pre-order. Oh it yeah, right you're, gonna get, you're gonna get very excited because even me, who I'm like, no, Assassin's Creed sucks. I'm like, that looks really good. I mean, I hated three. I got pretty cold on four, yeah. and I know I want to see Unity. I'm just gonna pre-order it. Yeah. So, well, hey, no, uh, the they revamped the the tailing missions, so that's at the very least a uh, that's pretty step big. in the right direction. Yeah, that's pretty. The big. Climbing did look a little sleeker too. I thought, and Jake said something about that in the yeah. chat. Oh, yeah. does it? I'm just hoping. More fluid. I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I'm hoping you, you don't get stuck on fences and stuck running up walls and all that stuff. I hope they, they oh, iron all those oh, iron all those issues out. So uh, that was Assassin's Creed. Shape Up was next on the list. It's an exercise game. They showed a few different games you can play. It's an exercise game. Um, didn't have much interest in that. Then they showed Valiant, Valiant Hearts cinematic trailer. I didn't know this, but it's inspired by the uh, letters sent back and forth between soldiers and their loved ones during World War One. It's amazing. I probably have said that before, but it, that struck me when they when they showed it on the trailer. They're also having some sort of tie-in with a documentary that's coming out on World War One because uh, this August is the hundred year anniversary of World War One. Wow! Um, wow. So that's cool. That it's tying in with the documentary. Yeah, uh, very cool. Uh, it made me squee. I put. Uh, I got misty eyed at the end too. Really? I can't, I 
cannot wait for that, it. That's it's, soon, right? Uh, 25th of June. Oh, that's really soon. Yeah, two weeks. Fuck yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. That yeah. game looks awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm very, very excited for, for Valiant Hearts, and, and the, the trailer just solidified that for me. Um, uh, yeah, misty-eyed at the end. It was very, very touching. Uh, the music, I think they used the same music person that did Child of Light because it had the same kind of feel to it. So really? I think the music is going to be as good uh, for Valiant Hearts as it was for Child of Light, so that's a good sign. Uh, and then last but not least for Ubisoft, they announced at the end, I guess, uh, Rainbow Six Siege. They showed a multiplayer mode with a battle over a hostage. Uh, featured in that were destructible environments uh, like walls, windows, floors, and etc. Getting shot up and blown up, which uh, should have been done sooner, I thought, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was blo- a sickening trailer. <laughs> 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 yeah, we should probably probably get into that. There there was a lot of controversy over uh well, uh, one of them I think was not not legitimate, but one of them was okay, but w- the one Corey's talking about um there was an article on GameStop about the the sickening portrayal of women on the the what, what Rainbow Six Siege trailer. Is this Corey the the trailer you're playing in the chat, is that the one that they're talking this about? This is the one. All right. um, I haven't seen this. Look at how disturbing it is. Well, the the the, the hostage in question is, is a woman okay. who is scared, obviously. Well, um, I would imagine. Well, I, and I think I put in my, in my when, I, when we were, I was talking to you guys about it, I'm sure if someone was trying to kidnap oh, me good. with uh, guns in my face and is yelling at me, I would my pants would be filled with pee and poop. Oh, I would do whatever they told me. Exactly. I would be crying and and, uh, curled up in a fetal position on the floor, you know? Like, I don't see how anything she's doing is is making her seem weak. But that was was the gist of the article on. In this setting that I'm watching right now, who would just be calm and collected? Yeah. That's not trained military. Oh, I'm going to fight these guys, you know? Like, no. She's a a civilian. Corey, I know you want to chime in here. Go ahead. Yeah, I think it's it's actually really disturbing how they objectify a woman <laughs> like they do in this trailer. It is absolutely... They treat her like an object, Dan. <laughs> All she can do is just run to the closest person next to her. Yeah. I don't know. I was, I was very put off by that article. I think... I don't know. Yeah, Cor- for, this game looks pretty cool. First off... Uh, these graphics look fucking amazing. <laughs> we should touch on that, and then move back to this lousy article. Yeah, but that I, that was the only he this this person on on it was on Game Gamespot. Uh, he was the only person that said anything about that specific issue I, the entire time. She's not doing anything to protect herself. Of course she's not. What the fuck is she gonna do? She's surrounded the, by guys that have guns. The developers are treating her like an object. Yeah, she's a terrorist. Or, I'm sorry, a <laughs> hostage to terrorists. Like, no, I'm totally, I'm totally trolling, uh, if you can't tell. It's it an absolutely ridiculous article. <laughs> I don't think anybody believed a word this guy. I don't want to call him out, uh, but I spent substantial sure. time reading the article, watching the video. And even in the article, he's like, they may have male hostages too, but in the trailer, all they showed was a female. So I'm going to go ahead and rip it apart as sexist and all this bullshit. Yeah, I'm fucking it's really sick depressing. Of this. I really it's am really, sick of it, this. If I was Ubisoft, I'd be like, "All right, well, I won't do next E3." Yeah, screw you guys. Yeah, 
I if I yeah if, yeah if people really latched onto this article and went with it, I would be like, you know what, I'm done, I'm out. Screw what, you guys. What were the comments like? They ripped him. Uh, yeah, they they ripped him pretty good. They're like, yeah, this is a good example on how to commit career suicide, um, all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. like, no, the the masses didn't latch onto it. It was it was just silly. It was just it was one of those things that. Um, trying to latch on to the sentiment of the times and it was just, it was way too much and it sucks because it was contrived is how I felt and it sucks because this trailer was like this gameplay trailer was actually really cool this game looks looks really cool awesome I'm gonna buy it and for them to rather than write about how cool the game looks write about how a woman is the hostage and how that's a terrible thing is it's it's depressing really yeah I was heartened a little bit that no, like no one agreed with them, and you know, the, they they also took a little flack for for Assassin's Creed. Uh, like apparently, you're not able to have a female avatar in in Assassin's Creed Unity, but I, I they they came out and said that it was going to be too much work to do it, which probably wasn't the right thing to say. You know, I what? heard <laughs> on games on Giant Bomb, <laughs> right? Uh, a guy that used to work for Assassin's Creed yeah, said making... it would take two days. Yeah. Um, so, so they called BS on that, but uh, like I, th- I think the the Gimli, get off my cord. Um, <laughs> wh- yeah, I think what 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 their their thought is is that you are like when you're playing co op with your friends, when you're playing the game, you are the assassin. I don't remember what his name was, but you're the assassin. Other people will view you as like a, a random assassin. You're not, you know, you're not the main character in other people's games. So really, there's no point in having a female assassin if you you yourself are just playing as the the hero of Assassin's Creed. You know, so I I see their sentiment. Like I understand, you know, you know, it's probably time for a like a female lead in this in Assassin's Creed game. Uh, that's fine. I just think that that was the maybe the wrong battle to pick. You know, uh, not having a female avatar in in Assassin's Creed co-op. Right? I'm just so sick of this whole bullshit argument. I really am. Like, I'm watching this, and the female just comes up again, and she's getting kind of tossed around a bit by the terrorists. But, like, that's what would happen. Yeah. I don't... She's not going to be able to defend herself in a room full of guys with guns. No. And nor nor would a, a man or a child. No, which, my which God. Ubi, which Ubisoft said, you know, there there are other situations where people that aren't women are the hostages. Um, and for this article to come out, it's just, it's, <laughs> I don't know what they were trying to do, honestly. I think people, I texted you guys and I'm like, I think people are just so desperate to prove that they're like modern. I don't know. I, I don't want to get into it because it's going to make me sound like I'm some kind of, kind of asshole, but it's just, it's getting to the point where it's silly now. And, and again, this game is so cool and it looks awesome it and does. it's sad. It's the pussification of America. Yeah. It's not even that. It's just, no, it it's is. Just, come on. It is. Everybody's so goddamn touchy about everything. I'm really sick of it. The, the problem is, though, there's not even anything to be touchy about. Exactly. And and that's why it's awful that it's getting touchy with everything, because there's nothing to be touchy about, ever. Word. But anyway. Anyway. It, it did look cool. It looks um, fucking awesome. Is this coming out this year, or no? I don't think so. This is pre-alpha footage you're watching. Yeah. God. So we're, yeah. Man, that looks good, though. That was multiplayer. <laughs> yeah, 2015. And, and, and we should also mention the sniper who was actually playing the game and saved the day multiple times was a woman in that trailer. Yeah, yeah that's right. I remember that. Yeah, reading and, that. And they had they had women in the the division trailers. I, I don't know. I, Kotaku I don't know. had an article about there not being enough women too. Well, uh, that's basically what their websites turned into. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. every that's everything on that, right? <laughs> I think so. And you know, like I said, I, I understand some of their some of their arguments, but uh, sure, I, I think that but was not this one. No, that was the the wrong battle to pick. I, Far Cry Four was is another one that's been under controversy uh, because people thought the the bad guy was was a white guy with blonde hair lording over Asian dudes, but you know, obviously he's not. He's an Asian guy with dyed blonde hair. Um, and you, if you watched any of the video, you would know that, but. Um, that's that's well, another thing. Probably just jumped right to that conclusion. Well, yeah, exactly. And it wasn't even games media people. It was it was uh, it was yeah it was it was TMZ yeah. that did that. Like <laughs> like uh, those quality quality news organization. Don't right God's there. work right there. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's Ubisoft. Um, again, not a ton there for me. The crew looks good. Sorry, Ubisoft. I yeah. feel bad for you I, guys. I do really feel bad. Sorry. Yeah, your game looks awesome, and that's what should have been focused on. <laughs> Uh, super excited for Valiant Hearts. Oh, yeah. So, Corey, did you watch Ubisoft? Am I the only yep. one that watched Ubisoft? Yep. Okay. I, I mean, I know everything they announced, and everything they announced I'm actually really excited for. Yeah, yeah. they got some good stuff. Yeah. Way better than EA. <laughs> oh, God. So. Not even close. <laughs> all right. Eric. Hey, do you mind if we take a break real quick? No, not at all. Yeah. We can take a quick break. Uh, we'll be back with Sony right after this. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 151 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are now up to our Sony conference. Eric, Mm. take us away. Okay. My pleasure, Dan. Uh, I thought uh, Sony started their conference really well with a trailer for Destiny, Uh um, which we're going to talk more about gameplay of Destiny because Will, Dan, and I all played the Alpha, Mm -hmm. which was announced at the conference to come out for PS4. Yeah. Um, this started Thursday. Weekend, yeah, started Thursday and goes through Sunday, I think. I hope it goes into hoping, early Monday. Yeah, I'm hoping it at least goes through Sunday so that Will and I can play tomorrow morning. Um, they announced that the, the beta is going to be July 17th. And they also made the announcement of the white PS4 Destiny bundle with a white controller. The white PS4 looks awesome. Uh, what do they call it? Glacier White? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I actually uh, talked to a guy at work that thinks he's probably going to get one. So. Nice. Yeah, it makes me depressed that all this stuff comes out after I already have one. Yeah, you know I launch I mean? one too. Yeah, hopefully the failure rate's not going to be high on those. Yeah, that would be that would be wise. Um, yeah, so I thought they started out really well with Destiny. Uh, then they went right into the Order, which I was excited about because we hadn't heard too awful much about the Order or really seen too much, especially gameplay wise. Um, lately, the only thing we had really heard was complaints about it being thirty frames per second. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that it looked really good. It does look really good. Um, I said that it looks fantastic graphically, which, and we talked about this previously with the 30 frames per second thing. They said they were going for more of a cinematic look to it, and uh, I think it, it really looks good. Yeah. Uh, it was really creepy trailer, which I, I didn't think it was going to be as creepy as they made it seem in that trailer. Yeah. Um, kind of built up suspense as the character was walking around, and he runs into an undead werewolf, which was awesome. And terrifying, and I'm really excited to hunt them in the order. Uh, that's a day one buy for me, Dan. Oh yeah, Will. Yeah. Yes. Um. Then from there, Sony went into Entwined, which is an indie game. Um. I I was trying to figure out a way to to describe this game. I said, think flower in a trippier world. 
for stoners, uh-huh. and it was funny because Dan texted me and said something about there's their stoner game, and yeah. I had literally just <laughs> put in my notes that they had their stoner game covered yeah. when he sent that to me. Um, it's about, a, I think, a bird and a fish that are in love, but they can't be together, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's how, I don't know if it's their journey to find each other, uh, but I guess it's controlled by the left stick and the right joystick, I, th- kinda, I thought brothers, a tale of two sons. It's yeah, a little bit like that. Control like that, and you follow along this path on your screen um, with each with each joystick. Uh, I wasn't going to get this game. It was announced that it came out right then mm-hmm. um, at the announcement, so that's another a cool thing that they did. Um, but I looked at Metacritic scores, and it's gotten really high scores. I think it was an 8.9 from users. Really? Yeah. Wow. Stoners. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to buy it, though. Okay. I, Ten bucks? Yeah, it's not very much. Yeah, it was ten bucks. Ten bucks? Yeah. Corey, what do you think of that game? It's cool. I thought of uh, Flying Origami. Yeah, Origami, Flower, Flying, Pixely, High. <laughs> That's a game for you if you're into that or- Origami while you're high. Um, yeah, Hedgehog. <laughs> Next, they went into some DLC for Infamous Second Son called First Light coming out in August, and it has a female lead character, oddly enough. Um, I thought it looked cool. Yeah, she's in, in the in the, in the the game. Oh, she is? Okay. Yeah. I didn't play enough of it, apparently. Yeah. Or maybe I did. No. No. I, well, you get her. She has the neon power. No. Yeah. Didn't get the neon power. Okay. Okay, so a character from the, the main game is yeah. going to be the lead character in the DLC. I, what did you guys think of it as Infamous fans? I, I'm i going to get it. I traded in my copy of Infamous, Infamous but you don't need it because it is its own standalone game. Oh, did okay. you mention that? I did not. Yeah, I don't it's, have it it's a standalone game if you don't own Infamous, so that that's cool. So I'll, I'll get it because I, tra- I traded in Infamous. I didn't know that. So. Um, next game. Actually, really excited for this one. Little Big Planet 3. Yeah. I thought it looked awesome, it and I actually awesome. watched a little bit more on it, and I was even more excited. This is obviously uh, PS4 exclusive. I've only played a little bit of the Little Big Planet games. They're really interesting, uh, fun-looking co-op puzzle platformer. The people demoing it probably should have been a little better at it. I thought. Yeah, they weren't very good. Kind of dragged it out a little more than it needed to be. Um, I thought if if they had people that, that were good at playing the game, it would have been pretty spot on time-wise. Yeah. But it kind of dragged a bit. <laughs> Uh, different characters in this that you can play as. I kind of thought of Thomas was alone, where each of the individual characters has their own special ability. Um, one of them can fly. One of them is large and can shrink to be small. Um, I don't remember what the other one the was. The dog that, cli- that can climb and wall jump. Okay, yeah, the dog climbs and wall jumps. But, yeah, it uh, looks like a really good co-op game. I thought of Dan and his wife immediately. I yep. could definitely see them enjoying this one quite a bit. Uh, again, a day one buy for me. Um, killer, killer theme song. Was it? I remember liking it. Really it. cool theme song. I remember liking it, but I, I I can't hear it in my head right now. And you can play the entire backlog of the player created levels from the first two games, which nice. is awesome. And I, he said there's millions of them. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's some gems in there. Uh-huh. Hopefully, they have a rating system too, so you can sort through the shit. Yeah. Um, release supposedly holiday this year. So that's that's another good one to look forward to later on this year, nice. hopefully. Next, Bloodborne, which was I guess previously known as Project Beast, worked on by the the good folks over there that made uh, from, Demon Souls from software, right? From software, new IP, exclusive to PS4, right? Yep. Looks um, terrifying. It looked like Halloween on steroids to me, like yeah. just super <laughs> like 
crazy looking scarecrow guys and just gruesome like zombie dogs. It looked like Dark Souls in like a Victorian London setting. Victorian London on Halloween. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Supposedly a 2015 release. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for that one. I guess there's going to be guns in it. A mm-hmm. little more modern as far as weapons go. If you're familiar with the from software products, um, did you were, did you think it was awesome? I thought it looked cool. I, I was more impressed by the leaked gameplay videos that I saw floating yeah. around. Uh, you know the the cinematic trailer looks looks cool and everything, but yeah, the it, they showed a little it, gameplay, didn't they? I don't recall. I think they showed a little um, bit. I, I had a hard time watching these because, you know, like I said, I was I was battling oh, with the kids right. the whole time. And this one was during bedtime. So mm. I kind of had my tablet and was watching it on, on my tablet and trying to put the children to bed at the same time. So I, I, I might have missed that. Fair enough. From it. Uh, either but, way. Yeah, it looks great. I'm really, really excited for that one. Yeah. Um, should be awesome. Mm-hmm. Next, they went into some Far Cry 4 gameplay. Uh, this was honestly like the first gameplay that I had really seen for Far Cry because I didn't catch the Ubisoft. They didn't have any gameplay. It was just cinematics. Oh, okay. So well, there you go. This was much more impressive, by the oh, way. Oh, man. I can't tell you how excited I am for this game, and I really hope it doesn't get delayed. Yeah. I think it probably would have already. Maybe. Well, they, Ubisoft is the one that delayed Watch Dogs a month before it was supposed to come out. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's different. I hope they don't do that. Yeah. This game needs to come out this year. Uh, I think that's probably the biggest draw for anyone this year, personally, later on. Yeah. Looks gorgeous. The setting is amazing. Um, when he goes gliding through the Himalayan mountains in his wingsuit and drops into a field of elephants mm. that you can apparently ride. Man. I mean, you can't really ask for too much No, more. that's exactly what you want from a video game. Yes. And I'm almost under the impression that you might be able to join the bad guy and do bad things in Far Cry 4. Really? I got that impression from the cinematic trailer because at the end he says he wants you to come to a party of his and then you're going to get together and blow shit up, I think is exactly what he says. Um, so that makes me wonder if you have the choice of, of kind of joining with this guy or becoming enemies with him. Mm-hmm. I think that would be awesome if you could uh, choose to be a bad guy yeah. and, and do bad things. Um, pretty cool announcement that they attach to this. Oh, freaking notes here. Yes, invite your PSN friends to play with you even if they don't own the game. Only on PlayStation. Mm -hmm. That's pretty awesome. That is awesome. So I guess how it's going to work is you're going to be able to invite up to 10 friends to play Far Cry 4 with you co-op. They showed off a little bit of that during the uh, the gameplay trailer. It looks fantastic. And I I can't believe they're letting people that haven't bought the game do it. Yeah. I guess I read that they're trying to do it in a way that it's not going to give away any of the single player stuff it's uh-huh. just it's going to give them a good feel for the game and hopefully they're going to want to go buy it basically but that's pretty cool that they're going to let you <laughs> invite friends to play it that don't have the game you do, you do not see things like that too often no. i think that's a pretty good uh get for sony yeah on that one yeah especially for that game it and also really i good. think it's a great idea and more oh, games yeah. should do something like that and i'm sure they will now you know what i yeah. mean it's really like yeah. the first thing first game we've seen do that isn't it yeah ubisoft is maybe hope hopefully laying the groundwork for for that happening more more often oh, that would be, be great because think about it like if somebody's on the fence or has never played a far cry game yeah well i mean i guess steam kind of does that with family sharing but but console yeah console wise yeah um if somebody hasn't played a far cry game they jump in with a buddy, they're going to love it because it's fucking awesome, but yeah. <laughs> they might very well just go buy their own copy so they can get in the single player and put that 30 hours into it, you know? Yeah. 
Then, Sony went into the fan fan letter segment, which was kind of cool at first. It dragged a little bit, but I thought it was kind of interesting how they did it. Uh, it was supposedly letters written in by fans telling Sony what they were looking for game-wise. Mm-hmm. So they started out with a trailer. I didn't know what the hell it was at first, but it turns out it was for Dead Island 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of like a, a comical trailer. It was supposed to be really funny and witty, I guess. Did you <laughs> like it? I missed that part. Did. I, I didn't I liked see it, that Eric. part. I, I actually loved it, and I, liked I laughed too. out loud a few times, which is pretty pretty out of the ordinary for me watching stuff like that. I thought they did a really cool job with the Dead Island 2 trailer, and I would recommend watching it. if you have, Especially, Dan, you should definitely check okay, it out. Okay, I will. Um, they announced really a 30-day beta only on PS4 for Dead Island 2. Oh, really? Yeah. Sweet. I didn't know that. I saw the trailer, but I didn't know that. Yep. Here's my thought about this, though. We've got Dying Light coming out. Basically the same game, but it's got parkour. Yeah. Do we need two of those? No, we don't. Right. And you know I wasn't a fan of uh, Dead Island 1, personally. I thought the the beginning was really cool. And after how, that, it dropped off like Yeah, I stone. stopped playing almost immediately after I left there. Yeah. But uh, Tech- I saw today Techland claimed that they're two very different games. Who knows? I mean... Just solely based off of this trailer, I want to play it. Because oh. they did such a good job with the trailer. Yeah, right? But uh, check it out if you haven't. Really funny. Yeah. Um, after that, I finally got my long-awaited release date for Diablo 3. Hey. August 19th. And they are doing something kind of cool that I think it's cool, at least. I don't see what you guys think about it. They're infusing some of the enemies from Last of Us, like the clickers are going to be uh, monsters in Diablo 3. That's real. That's pretty cool. Isn't that cool? I like that. I thought it was kind of neat. That's something that's like really small, but like it's c- so cool it's that they do that. Yeah, we're going to be running around and be like, fuck, it's a clicker. Yeah. <laughs> and you're be like, oh, that's awesome. We just killed a clicker in Diablo 3. Um, so that was really cool. I thought that was a nice touch. Corey, do you think yeah. that was neat? I agree. I'm all about Easter eggs and, uh, you know, those little viral touches here and there in, in yeah. games. I love that stuff. I always wonder, like, what you guys are going to think, because I listen to a lot of video game podcasts nowadays, and they were kind of shitting on that idea yeah. a little bit. That's, that's fine. Oh, know. they're There's jaded wrong with assholes. It. Yeah, Corey's right. But anywho, <laughs> after Diablo 3, really excited for that, by the way. Can't wait for that. Day one by for me. Battlefield Hardline gameplay. So some more Battlefield. Um... All I wrote, we're not going to talk more about that. All I wrote was I find myself really pumped for Battlefield again all of a sudden. So that's a good thing. I thought they did a really good job at E3 with Battlefield Hardline. Um, They started talking more about Destiny after that, about exclusive in-game content on launch day for Destiny that's only going to be on PS4. I don't know as if they touched on what that content was. I don't recall. Maybe some gear to launch with. Yeah, probably. Starter weapons. Fairly important to be honest with you, from what I've played. Yeah. Um, then they announced a new partnership with Paradox. Um, they're working on, I can't remember how many new games. I want to say six for some reason. Sounds right. For, for Sony, the first of which is going to be Magicka 2. That was another comedy-themed trailer. <laughs> yeah, that was actually, watch, that was good. See, yeah. yeah, I did see that part. I thought that was good, too, and I yeah. heard people shitting on that. I don't mm-hmm. know. I thought it was really funny. And Magicka, I actually have Magicka for my laptop. I bought it on a Steam sale for really cheap. Okay. I'll probably never play it. Yeah. But I saw that and I was like, oh, shit. Paradox no. is one of my favorite publishers. Oh, cool. They do Crusader Kings and Europa oh. Universalists. Oh, so that's good for you then. Yeah. Were you excited to see their team oh, yeah. with Sony? Oh, yeah. Because awesome. they're, they're coming out with that RPG, that Viking-like RPG. Oh, 
Yes. Um, I hope that comes to PS4. It, it might. It might. Very well might. Nice. Well, that's exciting. I didn't know that they, they did all those. <laughs> what? I was just watching the... I, I saw at at the press conference, but re-watching the Magicka trailer, it's like 1,231 days of unemployment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that that was good. I did too. I thought it was really funny. Um, The next one, a game I've never heard of, but I'm all of a sudden really excited about it because everybody else seems to be. They're remastering exclusively for PS4 and Vita, Grim Fandango. Huh? Do you guys know the, anything about this? No, but here's the thing. That's the, from Disney, the, correct? That, uh, no, Double Find. Well, isn't is, is it involved in Disney somehow? I don't think so. I thought it was. It's a Tim Schafer thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, the funny thing with that is they they were reading a, a letter, uh, the Sony letters thing. It was supposedly from Sally. Yeah. Um, and they ten year old or thirteen year old girl. <laughs> yeah, saying how how she wanted to see. Uh, "Quote unquote," she wanted to see Grim Fandango remastered for the PS4. She wanted to see Tim Ch- Tim Schafer game remade. Yes, yeah. yeah, that's what it was. And uh, they they had a picture of Sally. I think Sally was the name, and they they zoomed out a little bit, and you could see the knuckle of the person that was holding the letter, and it was a hairy knuckle, and they made a thing of that, and they zoomed out, and it was it was Tim Schafer. <laughs> Dan said hairy knuckle. <laughs> who had who had written the the letter from Sally? Yeah. Saying he wanted a, a Tim Schafer game remastered for the PS4, so that was. Also Do you guys really know funny. anything about this game? No, I haven't played it. I, I knew about it when it came out, but that was many it's, moons it's ago. It's the one. This is all I know about. It. I never played it. I don't really know anything about the gameplay, but it's the one Lucas Arts game that everybody really, really loves. Yeah, hmm. it's, it was it was pretty big. Well, I'm excited Back about it. Day, yeah. I, and I love Double Fine's games. Um, yeah, you know, they're they're all good. So Did they do. Uh, Bastion? No, that's uh, Super Giant. Super Giant. Yeah. Oh, what does Double Fine do? Double Fine did uh, the Broken Age. Uh, oh, okay. I didn't uh, Psychonauts. Okay. Um, what else? They, uh, Costume Quest. That Sesame uh, Street game for Connect. Brutal Legend. Okay. <laughs> They've got some known ones. Yeah. Uh, Tito in the chat says it's supposedly one of the best point-and-click games. Okay. So. Yeah. From there, Sony went into their indie montage. was actually really similar to what uh, Microsoft did with theirs. Just kind of fast-paced showing what they've got coming out. Um, I don't know why, but I wasn't able to pay as much attention to theirs as I was Microsoft's. But I did notice the Talos principle looks really interesting. And Hotline Miami 2, obviously going to buy that one. I thought the first one was great. Mm-hmm. Um I heard Giant Bomb talking about a lot of their other ones, and they said that they're all really cool. There was something about Bros. Oh, Bro Force? Force. Yes. They all really like that game. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I thought it was decent. I didn't see as much in there that I liked as much as as they did in the Microsoft one. But, I mean, Talos Principle interested me. I can't remember why. But, Corey, I'd love it if you put some Talos Principle trailer up in the... I can surely do that for you, In the chat to jog my memory. I would love to. While I move on to the next one, Let It Die. I'm very interested to see what you guys think about this one. Let It Die is a PS4 exclusive. Um, This is going to be free to play that I found out later on. It just looks like a super violent and really, really gory, intense game. Like slashing, killing people in really violent ways. I must have missed that one too. You did? Yeah. Okay. Well, I want it and I'm glad it's free to play. I just worry when I see the free to play tag and it's not like Planet Side or an MMO. I'm like, that game probably sucks. Yeah, I don't know or, why I or, think that, but or, I just do. Or they're gonna they're they're gonna uh, 
stick their fingers in your wallet for microtransactions. I know you won't spend. I I know you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't spend any money. Definitely not. But the trailer, I mean, it just looks disturbing and really violent and gory. But for what it was, I thought it it interested me at very least. Um, the next game, exciting for me as a Journey fan, the Creative Journey new game from Giant Squid Studios. I think it's one of the people that worked on Journey, if I remember correctly. Um, it's called Abzu, A-B-Z-U. It's an underwater, artistic-looking adventure game. Um, I thought it was one of the more interesting-looking games that I saw at E3. Yeah. I mean, just the atmosphere of being underwater. You just want to play it. You, you want to see what it's all it. about. Exactly. Yeah. Like Journey. Yeah. You want to play it and explore that world and see what the hell's going on there. Yeah. I, I, it looks like another awesome game to mm-hmm. me from them. Um, and then I got my best rager. <laughs> I got my best raging boner of E3 after that. I'm with you 100% on this one. Um, no Man's Sky was shown for PS4 at this point. Uh, never said anything about exclusivity because it is PC. It may, it's may, uh, That's not been confirmed yet. Oh. Uh, it's They pretty much said without saying that it's going to come out on PC also. Okay. Um, but they said it's going to make its console debut on PS4. Okay. So it could be on Xbox. Um, not only was the trailer awesome, I loved the dude that came out and announced it. Yeah. I mean, you could tell, like, he was pretty, he even said he was a little emotional. Yeah. Being out there, because just think about that. Yeah. Like, that game kind of came out of nowhere, all of a sudden, and how many people do you think worked there? Ten? It's ten. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. Ten guys, I think, Ten is in that in that studio. And yeah. this game is like, I think most people are just like wanting to play this so bad, and people are like, "This is a game I've always wanted to play." Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's out on Sony stage at E3. Yeah. And he, he just kind of seemed like he didn't. He was really thrilled to be there, but the emotions of it, he didn't kind of know how to handle it. So he was just like, "Here's our game. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of weird that we're here, but here's our game. I hope you like it." Yeah. And it was fucking amazing. Yeah. I mean, just seeing the space shuttle flying in orbit and then just going right down to the land and your guy gets out of the ship and there's dinosaurs there and you're the first one to see the dinosaur on the new planet and it says that you've discovered a new species of dinosaur. As soon as I saw dinosaurs, I was like, I'm in. I'm in. No matter what this game is, I need more dinosaur games. And this is one finally. That's something. Dinosaur games are something that's not Underutilized. Ever, ever, yeah, you're right. Underutilized. Um... But yeah, I mean the the graphics, just the whole idea of the the open world with procedurally generated planets and everybody starts on their own planet and I could literally play this game for hours and never see somebody. And while that might sound boring to some people, to me that sounds awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just going around to different planets and seeing what's there just because. That looks so cool. Don't you just want to explore everything? Yeah, it makes me just want to, like, not leave the place Exactly, ever. you just want to get into that. I mean, look at this trailer. If you haven't seen it, please look it up from the E3 gameplay. Oh, God. Corey's got it in the chat right now, and I'm starting to get my rager back. Corey, what do you think of this game? Uh, one of the things, as you guys know, that I like to do is push the other way when there's a popular opinion going one way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, this game looks amazing, but what do you do? I don't care. You explore. There are <laughs> objectives, though. I actually listened to quite a bit of one of the developers on Giant Bomb talking about it. Like, when you land on a new planet, there will be objectives for you to go do stuff that will pop up on each planet. Um, there's combat on them, and he said that there will be, 
like I said, there's combat on the planets, and there's a reason for the combat. He didn't really elaborate, but you will know why you're fighting people on there. Um, but I think it's just more about exploration and discovery and getting it's, lost in it. It's it reminds me of like what I don't like, kind of like what you do in Terraria. You just kind of explore. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't think that's all you do in Terraria. Well, I mean, there's bosses, but I think... Yeah. Is Corey shitting on No Man's Sky? Yeah, bit. he is. Corey, how dare you? He says I'm what not shitting he, on it. His like question said, is, what I, do you do? I like to push the other way, as you guys know. So I like to discuss uh, the contrarian opinion. Um, there's space combat, yes. But if the game is based on exploration, I think it would be really fun for a few hours. Um, and this procedurally generated thing, like... Yeah, it's good on paper, but you don't get enough variation to keep you keep to keep you exploring. So uh, far, I, I gotta say, I gotta disagree. From from what I've heard about it, it seems like there's plenty of variation. Like the the developer was talking about how when he was watching gameplay of it, he said he actually said to the other developers, "He's like, I think we have way too much like blue sky area in the game," and he said they have it set up so when they're looking at it, they can kind of pan out and see all the different areas in little thumbnails, and there was actually very little blue sky, and he was like, oh, I guess this is not as bad as I thought. And it's just really varied from from what I understand, and I, I don't know, man. I, I think this game looks fucking awesome. It was my game of the show, without question. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you on that, Eric. It's just, the thing that attracts me about it is it's, it's, you're, it's you, and your spaceship, yeah. and you explore. And, and he said that, the, you know, because... The, it's it's an online game um, that you you know y- you could run across someone you know you, could, you might not you might not you which might, I love I love that too see and I knew That's Dan fantastic. would feel that way like I could play this game you, you really could never run into somebody yeah except for NPCs if you're if you're unlucky right or lucky if you're me but Corey you don't want to go to a new planet and like be the first person to get there I do I do I, I'm not disagreeing with you guys I'm just saying. What do you do if you're just going to planets and exploring them? There's objectives on the planets. That's yeah, but what's the objective? Climb to this peak? I don't know. I don't know, and you're assuming that. I mean, I, I'm I would be satisfied exploring planets and and you know discovering their secrets. I, I, there's a crafting mechanism. They didn't get too into that, but I did see that in uh, uh, I think it was an IGN interview. Maybe uh, I saw with with the developer, the guy the guy Eric's talking about that came out on the Sony stage, um, and, and he said you know there there will be crafting uh, like like Eric said objectives, um, but but you're also kind of free to to do whatever you know. He said during that space battle, like you could have joined in on that space battle and not just you know flew by. Uh, you could have joined in, uh, you know, the, the defense of whoever was being attacked, or you could have joined the attackers. You could have attacked everybody. Um, and I guess those uh, the the wingmen in that were were um, AI wingmen. They weren't actual other people. I didn't even um, know this about the game, but Tito in the chat said that you can actually decide to keep your planet a secret and not tell anybody and yeah. not put it on the map. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, you, you have, your I own. You have some spot. choice. Yeah, I think what happens is when when you start the game, like your your planet that you start on is procedurally generated, and that becomes yeah. You know, Everybody the starts you start on their own on, planet, and and yeah, like the exploration that happens there is all you, and everything you discover is all you, uh, and then you can go from there. Yeah, he did say too that uh, like the 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 only the ma- like more major events that happen in the game world will be you know uh, I guess submitted 
to the servers and have an effect on the game. He said, like, if you shoot a bird, he used a specific example. If you shoot a bird, that's not information that needs to be sent to the, you know, the central hub or whatever, the server. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the the more major stuff, like destroying planets and, and causing wars or whatever, that stuff will will transfer over to, the, to other people's games, um, which I think is awesome. I don't know. I can't wait for that game. Yeah. I really can't. It's yeah. wh- when do you think that'll come out? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say next year. God, I hope so. um, well, it was announced last year, uh-huh. uh, like late last year. So, um, really, like because it's procedurally generated, they don't have to create all that content. All right. the, it's it's all mathematics. So, it's really uh, like once once they get the concept of the game and, and all the coding and stuff done for that, it's 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 bug fixing yeah. is what they have to work on. And it'll, it probably will have some bugs when it comes out, sure. but uh, you know, you, you kind of got to expect that with a procedurally generated game, they'll iron stuff out as, as time goes along, but I would right. guess sometime next year. God, it, I hope so. It was announced last year. So like I said, they don't have to create all that content. It's all, it's all yeah. in, in the numbers and math and, and the code of the game. I can just so. see my first time landing on a planet with dinosaurs and just crying. Like, oh my God. I'm going to cry. This is the best thing of all time. Yep. All right, we'll move on from No Man's Sky. (laughs) From there, Sony briefly touched on Project Morpheus. It was really more of a push for their camera apparatus, which I I bought at launch. I missed this part, too. Okay, they they just were talking about the cool things, said that they've gotten a better response about their cameras than they expected, and basically you're going to need the camera to use Project Morpheus. That's really all they said. They yeah. didn't give any details about Morpheus at all. They showed a picture of it, which I think has been out for a while now, so most people should probably know what it looks like. They had they said that they had two game demos with Project Morpheus at E3. I think one of them was E-Valkyrie, probably. Yes, I think it was. Yep. Which looks cool. So, yeah, that's all they said about that. Mm-hmm. From there, they went to an announcement about YouTube coming to PS4 later on this year to uh, upload over your videos and pictures and all that good stuff. Um what do you think of that? It's about time. Yeah. yeah. What? What's going on with YouTube? Wasn't there? Didn't something happen there? That kind of people were like, ah, oh, shit. YouTube was trying to buy Twitch. Didn't happen though. Not so far. I haven't heard anything about it. They put a bid in to buy Twitch. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't think anything's happened with it since. Yeah. This was kind of where Sony's press conference got a little bit muddy. Yeah. And a little bit boring. Yep. Um, really boring. Yeah. I, I wasn't too bored because I'm really into Sony right now, but uh-huh. I could see where somebody would have been. Uh, they started talking about how you're going to be able to customize your broadcast. Like, if you've watched people on PCs do broadcasting, they've got, like, a pretty cool setup images on their screen. Yeah, and... images and all kinds of neat shit on their screen. I guess you're going to be able to start doing more stuff like that through the Playroom, which I don't ever use. Um, I guess Hi. I might start looking into it. Playroom. <laughs> Playroom. It's kind of stupid. Um... They also announced 25 free-to-play games coming to PS4 within the next year. We know about Down Below. Planet Side 2. Planet Side 2. Um, H1Z1. H1Z1. The one I was just talking about. Let, Let it, it Die. die. So uh, Those are all games I'm interested in. So that's yeah. kind of a good sign. Um, they said that they feel like the future is in free-to-play. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see where it goes. As long as free-to-play is making good games, yeah, that's exactly. all that matters. That's, that's really all that matters to us. Then they started talking about PlayStation Now, which I was excited about. 
Uh, PlayStation Now, July 31st, open beta on PS4, which is going to start with PS3 games. I know that God of War Ascension was one of them that they pointed out, and there was another bigger name. That one right there. Oh, yeah, Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes. Your favorite two-hour video game. (laughs) It wasn't even two hours. (laughs) Your favorite just under two-hour video game. Um, So you're going to have access to more than 100 games during beta. They're all going to be PS3 games. Uh... To me, it seemed like PlayStation Now was still a little ways off. Yeah. Personally. Yeah, because we didn't get any pricing information. I was hoping for like maybe some subscription plans. or I saw some stuff afterwards yeah. come out. Possibility. 3 to $20 for a game. Yeah, 3 to $20 to rent a game. That I think it's like buy. Lo- oh, buy. I would guess. It said rent. Oh, that's too much. What I, said, what I read, it said rent. That's too much. I don't know. Well, would you like, guys rent a, a game for the weekend if it was $20, if you could beat it in the weekend? No. Not if it was an old game, absolutely not. Yeah. No, 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 I mean like a newer release. Yes. If I could beat it in a weekend, yeah. Yeah, I guess it would depend on the game. But really, like, for the most part, I have my PlayStation to play RPGs, you know? Not games you could generally beat over a weekend. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know. I guess we'll see where they go with that, but... Uh... PlayStation Now is still a really cool idea. They did announce it's coming to Vita and PS3 shortly after the PS4. So. Which is awesome. Yeah, I think that's really good for the Vita especially. Yeah. You know, it, need, it needs Having that. that catalog. Yeah, definitely. Then they went into the PlayStation TV announcement launching this fall for the USA and Canada. Uh, streaming your PS4 to a second television, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. I'm probably going to get one for my upstairs. I've been wanting to get something like this for a while. It just seems like it's probably the perfect thing for me to get. Yep. Also, functions with PlayStation Now. Another really cool feature. And it's only $99. Yeah. They oh, are wow. releasing a package for $139. Don't remember what it comes with. It was uh, it was the that and a DualShock 3. Yeah, DualShock 3 controller. Yes, that's right. Because uh, like, I think any Bluetooth controller will, will connect to the, to the PlayStation TV. Yeah. What do you <clears> think <throat> about that, PlayStation TV? It's a good idea. Pretty cool? Yeah. Any interest? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I'm I not... think it depends on what happens with PS Now, in my opinion. Fair enough. Yeah. As Otherwise, a PlayStation I'll Four owner, on TV or say you had a PlayStation Four, Corey, would that make it a little more worth it because you can stream it? Um, probably not. I don't think that would really play into my my decision. I think it, I, in my to me, it really comes down to how PlayStation Now works. Okay. Yeah. Um, from there, they went into Mortal Kombat X gameplay, and it is Mortal Kombat X, not Ten. Um, I thought the graphics were incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like racing games, though. Don't you really expect them to be really good? Yeah. But even as good as I expected them to be, I thought they were that much better. Uh, and the environments that the fights that they showed were in were fantastic. Um, it's as violent and brutal as Mortal Kombat ever was. They showed some fatalities that were pretty disgusting i liked when they the when they showed the really hard blows like yes. bones breaking and stuff awesome. that was cool they would like zoom in and show an x-ray version of like ribs cracking did they do that in the last one i thought they did okay yeah. yeah i didn't play it yeah um i'm actually probably gonna get this game i may it looks pretty sweet i'm interested in it uh, but at the same 60 dollars for a fighting game is is a lot no but they sold me with this one <laughs> it looks great they really sold me and I, you know, I was I always use Scorpion, and he was in the in the trailer, oh, so in the video, so. Um, I heard some more stuff about that. I guess they're gonna like keep announcing different characters throughout the press conferences that are coming up and whatnot. So, yeah. keep uh, keep the lookout for that stuff. Then they went into something kind of weird, uh, talking about their first original TV series called Powers. 
Uh, I guess it's based on a comic book of the same title. Yeah. It's a superhero detective crime fiction is how they described it, and it's supposed to launch in December. Um, I am a fan of Microsoft and Sony, like Netflix, making their own content. Um, it looked fairly interesting to me. I'll probably watch it because it's there. Um, I don't know. Did you guys see any of this? Yeah. I watched it. I was I had I was kind of tuned out at that point though. Okay. Yeah, like I said, this part started to drag a little bit. What did yeah. you think of it, Corey? I mean, it, yeah, I'm into it. If it's good, mm-hmm. great. If it sucks, screw it. You know, it's one of those. It's it's yeah. TV, so it's like right. If it's good, I'll watch it. If it's terrible, I won't bother. Uh, the guy that presented it did a pretty bad job too. I thought mm-hmm. I don't know who it was, but it wasn't great. I think he, he was he's really the nervous. he's the creator of the the series the the comic. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, after that, they announced that Ratchet and Clank the movie will be in theaters 2015. Meh. Yeah, no interest. <laughs> Not at all. Then they announced the original Ratchet and Clank is coming to PS4 early 2015. I've always thought I wanted to try the Ratchet and Clank games, but yeah. I don't think I want to try it on my PS4. Yeah. It seemed like more of a Vita thing for me. Oh, yeah, that would make You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Not too interested in that. Then they gave us the Last of Us remastered PS4 release date of July 29th. So -hmm. that's exciting news for Dan especially because he's never played it. I'm looking forward to playing it. Good, good. Did they ruin anything for you? I have no idea what goes on in in the game at all. Okay, because they did say there were spoilers right before the fucking trailer rolled. Oh, yeah. Okay. I... Again, I was only like watching as best as I could. Yeah. Uh, I, I I was mostly looking at like how the graphics looked because because they, they did look a lot better than the, yeah. the PS3 version, even yeah. though that looked really good. Um, the the difference is pretty striking. There was only one thing in there that I felt like could really be a spoiler, but none not, of it me- meant really. none of it meant anything yeah. to me. That's good. Um, as soon as they said that, I was like, shit. I hope Dan turns <laughs> it off. <laughs> no. Uh, from there, they went into Metal Gear Five. Phantom Pain. Phantom Pain uh, trailer. It was really just uh, cinematic, right? No gameplay? Yeah. Yeah. It was a long cinematic. Was this? Did they have the live instrument, or was that just for um, Dragon Age? Couldn't tell you. I want to say they had live instrument on the stage. I'm not positive about that. I just wrote that I want to love this series so badly, but I just don't right now. Yeah. And I have Ground Zero sitting here. I'm going to play it. Dan played it. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Um. That being said, I thought the, the trailer was really good. Yeah. I actually enjoyed the music. I thought it was really fitting for the trailer. The trailer was really good. I still don't know if I'm going to like this game. I think for people that like Metal Gear Solid, they're probably really pumped for it. Yeah. I'm not one of those people, but the trailer was really good. Yep. Um, the big announcement I guess a lot of people have been waiting for, GTA Five coming to next-gen and PC this fall. Um you can transfer your character from PS3 or Xbox 360 over to the PS4, which is yeah, your, pretty sweet. Yeah, your online characters. Yeah. I guess that's that's a pretty good announcement for that, too. Mm-hmm. So, Corey, were you excited about that? Or I was so excited, yeah, Eric. Sarcasm. I was thrilled. Yeah, I don't know why people are so excited about this. I, I would have been interested if it had come out in the spring. I would have played it, but there's so many games in the I actually made a list of all the games I'm going to did you? I, and I'll talk about that later. All the games I'm going to get in the fall that have release dates so yeah. far. There's some that are supposed to come out in the fall that don't have release dates. It, but you know, I was never a Grand Theft Auto it, fan anyway, so it's I, partially I don't care. that, and it's part. It's also like this is the next generation. I don't need last gen games on right. the new generation consoles. Yeah. Exactly. 
Unless there's like their remastered versions or something like that, then I'm into it. But. Right. Um. After that, they went into another game that I am super excited for: Arkham Knight. Um. That just got pushed back, as we yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. But it looks amazing. It does look amazing. I I said wait. I'm pissed that it got delayed, but I think it'll be well worth the wait. Corey, what were you gonna say? The f- when he was flying through the city and his bat wings. Yeah. I was more interested when he, when in the Batmobile. When he gets ejected out of the Batmobile? Yeah. Yeah, and I guess, like, when you get ejected, you can kind of call it back to meet you on the ground and just drop right back into it. Um, I actually said I don't want them to focus too much on the Batmobile. Yeah. I want it to play a part. I don't want it to play too big of a part. I think it's going to. But regardless, I think the game's going to be awesome. The graphics were obviously fantastic. Scarecrow is making a return. Yeah. Uh, he's probably my favorite Batman villain. He's, he's really creepy. His missions were kind of tough yeah. in the other game. Is Calendar Man coming back? I didn't see anything about Calendar Man. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't find him in the game he was in, the son of a bitch. No, wait, maybe he's, I did. He's a really good villain. It was Arkham City, right? I don't that remember. He was yeah, in? I think it was Arkham City. Calendar yeah. Man. What a villain. Um, they did announce that Scarecrow Nightmare missions are exclusive to PS4. That's kind of a big deal to me. If I was on the fence, that would sway me based on the missions that I played from him before. Um, so I thought that was cool. You weren't. You're not on the fence for what platform you were going to get it, though. I'm not. If you were, if I was on the fence, I would get that it for PS4 you. based on that. And they ended their show. I was a little disappointed because there was rumors about the Last Guardian, yeah, being announced, and the dude was like, "And to end our show or whatever," he said, "We have a game from one of the top." you know, directors or whatever, however he worded it. And I was like, please, just just hit it with The Last Guardian <laughs> and everybody's going to go nuts for it. You know what I like mean? Like last year. Exactly. And it was, I saw Naughty Dog pop up on the screen. I was like, oh, all right, that's Uncharted. So Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, coming out in 2015. It was just a cinematic. I don't believe there was any gameplay. No. I missed this part, too. You did, okay. Just yeah. cinematic from what I, I mean, saw. I'll buy it because it's a exclusive to ps4 and the uncharted series is loved but at the same time i wanted it to be the last guardian yeah for that buzz yeah but it looks like it might have something to do with pirates huh which would be cool yeah Yeah, from what i saw the cinematic it looked cool it looks like tomb raider with a guy kind of yeah you're right actually that's so you're right take it for what it is but i do love naughty dog games so I'm definitely going to support that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good way for their, them to end their show. Not not for me, right, but, but in, in general, general, I think a lot of people were probably pretty excited to see that. Um, probably wanted to see a little more from it. But, yeah, so that was the Sony conference. Um, overall, I thought they did really well, aside from a little bit of the business talk. They started yeah. talking about how many times the share button had been pushed and stupid shit like that. But... I felt like, based on what happened last year and how strongly they started their conference this year, they could get away with that. Yeah. And they ended with more games, so I yeah. felt like it kind of fit in there good enough where it was okay. Yeah. it was. Gen- I, I thought it was generally good. They showed good games for it. And, yeah. And whatnot, so. Corey, I'm interested to hear your opinion. Um, be- being someone that doesn't have a vested interest in, in one console or the other, which... What did you think of the PlayStation conference? I thought it was good too. I was really into Little Big Planet three. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one probably of all of the ones they showed had me most excited. I thought the order looked cool. 
Um, it's good to see Destiny. What other? I'm, I'm not too into Far Cry. Um, I think it's cool, but like, it's one of those things that I probably won't buy just because I know I'll play it for like a couple hours, get a feel for it, and then not revisit it. You're crazy. Uh, yeah, you're just sad wow. for you, Corey. It's just I'm, those aren't my kind of games. And yeah. same with like Batman and uh, even Uncharted. Like I'm just not. I, I think they're cool and they're fun for a few hours, and then I'm just like I just lose interest and don't don't finish them. So I probably so won't get them. Um, but yeah, I like I really like Mortal Kombat. I uh, really like Little Big Planet. No Man's Sky, of course, was great. Uh, it'll be good to see what happens with that Abzu game. Um, yeah, what did you think of Abzu? Yeah. Did you think it looked pretty sweet? Yeah, it's, I mean, some of the developers of Journey, that's a, that's a good sign. Although it's not, I don't think it's Genova Chen who was, like, the project leader for those all those Journey and Flower no. and uh, Flow. I don't think he's part of this, so we'll see. Okay. So are you leaning one way or the other for console? Dan, it's just a good time to be a gamer. I was, I, honestly, yeah. I'm not just blowing smoke or anything. Like, I was really happy with, with all the, the press conferences, which we'll get to Nintendo as well, but... Um, it just got me excited to play games again, and particularly it got me excited to play AAA games again, which is, it's been a couple of years since that has happened. Yeah. Corey, do you have, I, I know you kind of talked about this, do you have like a timetable maybe of when you might get another console? Not really, like I always keep saying, I'll probably want to play NHL when it comes out. Yeah. It would be great if that came out on PC, because then I wouldn't have to think about it. <laughs> I don't think it's going to. I don't think there was I, a petition going around for for them to put it back on PC. Yeah, because it wasn't. It hasn't been since like '09 that it's they been put, a while. put one on PC. I don't um, FIFA is the only one that goes up on PC. Yeah, no, I, I don't really have a timetable. It's just well, it'll happen when it happens. Uh, but like I said, I'm, I'm probably going to want to play NHL. So when's that? Mid August? No, uh, September ninth. Yeah. Okay. Is that Sa- the same, same day as Destiny? Same day as Destiny. Have fun playing that by yourself. Good timing. Corey, if you get it for PS4, I'll be be playing it with you. Sames. Samesies? Yep. We'll see. I don't know. Okay. Any other thoughts on Sony? No. I, me personally, uh, I thought they did really well. Yeah. Aside from the little, little misstep there, but I thought they could afford to do that. Yep. I got bored during the TV stuff, too. Yeah. But other than that, it was, it was good. So I'm more excited for their games than I was Microsoft's. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Okay. Will. Nintendo. Tenendo now? Take it away. Tenendo, yeah. Nintendo's was actually the next day. It was uh, on the, I think it started at noon on, yeah. uh, on, on Tuesday. Um, and obviously they didn't have a in-person one. Theirs was, was online. Um, all all streamed on their Twitch channel. It was streamed a few other places. but Yeah, it was their not E3, E3 presentation. Yeah. Um, I didn't see it live when it, when, I, when they uh, put it up. So basically I just went on, like, I used Destructoid for most oh. of it to keep up in Kotaku with what they announced. So, you know, I went back and went through their, uh, you know, Nintendo's announcements and stuff like that and clicked through them. Uh, so that's how I did it. So, I mean, you guys saw them. Uh, so mine will be a little bit different, kind of. Mm-hmm. But they started off with announcing that Miis are playable in the new Super Smash Brothers game. Yeah, by having, uh, I should chime in with this, they had uh, uh, basically a Smash Brothers brawl between Reggie Fiume, yeah. the Nintendo president, and Satoru Iwata. Iwata yeah, uh, fantastic. Which was fantastically done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really, really funny. Yeah, and the cool thing is that the Miis won't have one central fighting style. They showed off some that were like brawlers, some that had like guns, and some that had some swords and stuff like that. And they have all they have like classes different... now for for your me, uh, Smash Brothers. Yeah, which is cool because I was worried that the people wanted the me's in the game, but I was really worried that uh, 
that they were just going to be one boring fighting style, but to yeah. know that they're all going to, there's at least three different classes, it's pretty exciting, yeah. and, you know, that's a good thing for them. And yeah. it'll be exciting to have, you know, your different types of me's of any famous person or yourself in the game. Yeah, someone actually said, now I can finally play Goku in uh, in Smash Brothers. <laughs> I saw that, and I saw Kanye West was another one that people were excited <laughs> yeah. to use. Well, which yeah. ones did they show? They showed, uh, what's his name, and Ice-T? And uh, Abraham Lincoln, which is kind of an Easter egg for a later a later Nintendo announcement, announcement which we'll get into. But um, So, yeah, they announced that. And then shortly right after that, they announced that they have their sort of Skylanders uh, thing. It's called a- Amiibo. A- Amiibo, yeah. And what it is is it's like Nintendo characters, and it's got a chip at the bottom of it like the Skylander toys do. And mm-hmm. what it does is your gamepad... Uh, scans them into the game, and they're coming with a like the port like Skylanders has that you can put it on. But for right now, that the gamepad is just going to scan the the toys, and they'll go into the game. So, and what it does is like it has data into the thing, but the more you use it and fight with it, the data of the character changes yeah. to like fighting styles and stuff like that. You and, know what made me think of is Drivatars from from Forza. Yeah. Um, it's it's that same idea. It, it picks up your your personal tendencies for how you how you play Smash Brothers and stores that in in the character. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's going to be coming to the new Smash Brothers game. Uh, they announced a few other games that it's coming to. Uh, I think Skylanders was the other one that's definitely going to come in this year. See, I don't I... Mario Kart. Mario Kart Ma- is coming. Mario too. Kart. I think Mar- was it Mario Party. Mario Party. Ten. I don't know about that. Um, See, I would be excited if if you could play the Amiibos in Skylanders. Did, did did they say that? I think I read that it was coming definitely to Smash Brothers and Skylanders, but not one hundred percent sure. Okay, because that. that would be that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be right. If you could Being... play Mario in Skylanders. Yeah, that would be awesome. That I would get it for the Wii. Yeah, because of that. I'm already getting it for the Wii U, so you know that wouldn't be a, an issue. Mm-hmm. But. Yes. One of the more Dan, well, you're you're kind of getting at this, but I just want to talk about it a little bit more to be a little bit more clear on it. Like, not only are you sending information from the figurine to your device, but your device can send information back to the figurine, which I don't think the Skylander stuff does, right? Yeah, it stores your character's uh, uh, loadout, I guess, and levels. Oh, and, and, the and abilities. Yeah. Oh, so that already happens. Yep. So, yeah. you, so you oh, can okay. take it like if Will had it for PS4 and I have it for Wii, like I could take my leveled up Skylander to, to Will and play it on PS4. That's such a cool idea because you could like get like a Mario figurine and I don't know, like my ideal situation for something like this is getting a figurine uh, for like an RPG and like leveling it up really high and like getting it all this badass equipment or something and then just having this figurine on my shelf that I can point to and say, oh yeah. That's a level eighty, like yeah, super they're, whatever. That's cool, but I'd be single within a day. <laughs> <laughs> there is a there's a PC version of like quote unquote Skylanders that has that similar sort of thing. It has the figurines that you put on the what whatever it is. It was recently kickstarted, Whoa. and I cannot think of the name of it for the life of me. But I'll, I'll see if I can look that information up. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's, yeah, it's that that exact thing. It's it's a more mature like Skylanders, I guess, but it's like an RPG. That's cool. So. Yeah, I see people going nuts for this too. Yeah, good. I definitely Very exciting because I think we've talked about that Nintendo should do something like this in the past, and now it was, they, it they was, are. It was Pokemon though. People wanted Pokemon. Well, that's what some of the comments on the Destructoid articles are saying. Yeah. Could you imagine if they start getting into Pokemon no, with that this? Be, they, I'm sure they will. Oh. Once they, uh, what's the word? You know, uh, take off. Yeah, yeah. It, it, once it's 
I can't imagine the amount of money they're sitting on with this idea right now. Yeah. But uh, the next thing that they did is they showed off a trailer for Yoshi's Woolly World. Um, It's announced to come out uh, next year. The game is a side-scrolling video game made by Goodfeel. Uh, The game is about Yoshi finding himself in a world made out of yarn and fabric, and it's basically like an adventure exploration type game. Yeah. Uh, And it will have the support of the Amiibo figurines. Uh So uh, a lot of people said, was commenting on how cute this game looks and stuff like that. Yeah, it looks looks really good. Yeah, um, it's a sequel to the uh, Yoshi game that just came out for the 3DS, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Was it the 3DS that it came out for? Yeah, it was. Um, so there's that. The next one, which is a big announcement, uh, they announced Zelda for the Wii U. Uh, it, all I'm going to say is it's open world, and it appears to be a cross of Wind Waker and Skyrim. Yeah. Uh, that that <laughs> I, I teared up actually when I when I saw that because they they showed you know they showed like a uh, a screen and it's you could tell what it was. it was Link sitting on a horse in a big mm-hmm. field yeah. you're like oh that's just a, a picture and the developers talking about it well then they go into the video yeah and it shows you know Link taking off on a horse and and getting and attacked getting attacked by some giant thing shooting lasers out of it and. Uh, you know, it shows a slow motion of him, you know, running onto a bridge and the thing smashes the bridge and then he like pulls his bow and pulls Shoots out it. an arrow and the arrow like, I don't know, pulls, puts like a laser arrowhead on it. Corey, can you pull that up? Oh my God, it looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what's great about the whole Nintendo thing though is it's not only like the presentation, but or not only the, the games themselves, but how they present them. Like it's all very... I don't know. They're all. You can tell they're all very passionate about it, and they announce things so much slower, and they like discuss them. And yeah. I don't know. It's just. It's very unique, and it just. It's all part of the like Nintendo picture that is yeah. just. It's so. It's like. It's sort of romantic. Yeah. You know? And another thing they did uh, during, and it was like in between the like game announcements and stuff, was they had. Uh, uh, Robot Chicken with Nintendo characters, where they had like different skits and stuff that they did that yeah. were that were really good. I thought they were they were. It, it's almost like the people from Robot Chicken actually did them, and they may have. I don't know. But yeah, it was really cool. But um, anyway, continue. Yeah, I was I was gonna say as much as I want to play this game right now, I want them to make take their time with this and make it as good as make possible. They will because this game looks like it's going to be incredible. Yeah. I literally cannot wait for it. It was one of those games I was like, I'm so happy I have a Wii U right now. Yeah. I, well, I, I, my I, tears welled up in my I eyes. will have a Wii U before the game comes out. Yeah, because yeah, it's next year. Sometime. sometime. Yeah, I would guess late next no, year. No, but I'm yeah. saying, if I don't, I'm buying it that day. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right. But yeah, I mean, it looked great. The graphics remind me of Wind Waker, and it just looks so awesome. Yep. Um, well, completely open world. And one of the things they talked about uh, during the the video was, uh, and I think they specifically mentioned Wind Waker. Like it, it seemed like it was an open world, but it really wasn't. All they, they like the individual areas that you go to were were isolated, and they they tried to mask that isolation by having a big ocean that you sail around in. Yeah. But really like there was only one way to get into any given place. And this one they're they're going for like completely open and you can, you know, progress like how you want to, uh, to a point and and, and access areas from, from anywhere like in the world, you know, like yeah. like, you know, access your, your dungeons and stuff from, from any spots. any direction is is how they put it. Yeah. Or the the levels from any area. So it, it is gonna be like actual open world and not uh, individual isolated things that are all stitched together. Not fake open world. Right. Like how right. they usually, usually are. 
Yeah. Um, and I mean, they made pretty awesome Zelda games like that before, so yeah. I can't imagine how this one's going to turn out, but it, it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the next one was Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. I thought of Cory for this one because if you've played Super Mario 3D World, you will know kind of what the concept behind this game was. Uh, Cory would play it as the Toad levels, and I remember him saying specifically how he thought it was pretty cool and fun. Uh, what it is is like you're in like uh, like a small smaller version of like a world and you're towed and you can't really jump and you're like trying to figure out your way to go around and collect all the items on a specific level and avoid getting hit and stuff like that that's basically the concept behind this game mm-hmm. uh it's coming out holiday of this year uh and as i said i thought of cory for it because i remember cory saying he liked that uh little side mission stuff in 3d world so it, it made me think of a 3d fez yeah yeah, because you can. That's you, what it is. Yeah, you can rotate the the map around to to help you you know see the different puzzles and there's you know uh, landscape manipulation a little bit with elevators and stuff. It it looks yeah. looks great. Yeah, it looks cool. I was uh I I won't be getting it. Yeah, but I probably will. You think so? Yeah, huh. it's on my list. Yeah, Nintendo, looks cool. Nintendo has a lot on the list that I want. Uh, so after that, they announced Bayonetta 2 is coming out this October, and what they said is that the first game will be included with Bayonetta 2. Which is fantastic. I've never played Bayonetta, I don't know much about it, but interested. I'm, I'm buying Definitely buying. Yep. Um. That's definite. What's what? that game about? It's an action, hack and slash hmm. game. Bayonetta's like a, like a witch. What, uh, what was the first Bayonetta on? What do you mean? Uh, Xbox 360. Okay. And PS3. Okay, and Nintendo acquired the rights. Yeah, right? they're they're Bayonetta two is a Wii U exclusive, at least for now. Maybe it's a timed exclusive. Okay, um, I'm not not clear about that, but but yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. Uh, you know the stuff that they showed off looks cool. I'm you know excited for it. After that, they uh, showed off Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. Uh, they wasn't a whole lot on this game, but basically not not right not during the the. The main the conference. conference. Uh, they showed off a little bit of it more later, right? Yeah, a lot of it, actually. Um, but it's basically the follow-up to the Canvas Curse, which came out on the DS. And as I said, they didn't show much in the press conference. They did mention that there's going to be a lot of Kirby morphs. Yeah. So, which is what Kirby is. It's a claymation game. It's all clay. Oh, really? Uh, like like Yoshi's Woolly World is all wool-made characters. Uh, the, the Kirby one is, is all clay. Okay. It's very neat. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You can even, like, see fingerprints on some of the clay model backgrounds. Like, that's how and realistic look like it looks like clay, you know? And I feel, I feel like we don't ever get a lot of Kirby games. It's, we get a lot of Mario, Yoshi, yeah. you know, stuff like that. But I don't. I feel like Kirby's the games we don't really get a lot of. Not as often. Uh, like, I put Kirby and Metroid and, you know, those in the same category. Yeah. Because um, they don't get as many games because they're not as, I guess, as popular. But, uh... You know, whatever. Excited for that, too. Which is basically the theme for me for a lot of Nintendo's yeah. press conference. Uh, after this was Hyrule Heroes. They showed off Midna and Zelda. Hyrule Warriors. What did I say? Heroes. Sorry. That's right. Um, but they showed off Midna and Zelda as playable characters, and it's coming out September 26th of 2014. They showed off another character. I didn't catch the person's name. Zelda. Uh, no, Zelda, Midna, and there's somebody else. Link. I think those are the only three that are announced so far. Eh. There was definitely a different person that was fighting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it was... What's her name? Sheik. Maybe. I had, they had a sword, but it didn't look like Sheik. 
couldn't tell you. No, I don't know. I don't know who it was. Yeah, I made that up. If you get the trailer, it's in the the trailer somewhere. At the end? Uh, it's towards the end. See who it is. But it's definitely somebody different. Okay. Um, and then can you play that whole trailer? Because I haven't seen it. All right, but yeah, I'll I'll continue on. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X is coming to the Wii U 2015. Yeah. I can't wait for it. A lot of mechs, a lot of big fighting, and mm. a lot of flying and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Looked awesome. Yep. Yeah. Anything else? Was that it? No, there's more. I was just wondering if you wanted to say because you were very excited about it, and I didn't see a whole lot from it. So. Uh, I mean, they had the. You know, obviously the the, the trailer. Yeah, because they they announced a name. It was formerly known as just X, but oh, it's that game. Yeah, yeah. it's X. Oh. It's it's uh, you know, it's a Xenoblade game. Which I knew that they were going to change the name. I knew they weren't going to just leave it as X. It's it's Xenoblade Chronicles X. Uh, Corey had Xenoblade Chronicles for for the Wii, uh, but it, one of the things they did, and and Nintendo did this for pretty much all their games is during their treehouse events that they would stream on Twitch all day. They had two separate occasions where they showed X footage for like an hour and it was just the developers for one of them. And then the other one was Nintendo people that, that played X, you know, while they were talking mm-hmm. about it for like an entire hour. Oh wow! So I saw a lot of the like early gameplay footage and stuff and looked awesome. fantastic. I cannot wait for it. Nice. Yeah. It's right up my alley. Do but... you know when specifically it's coming out? 2015? Or did they no, not specify? they no, not specified, but probably Japan first. And then I think it's supposed to come out this year in Japan. Okay. And, and I think, you know, they're working on translation and stuff now for the American version. Okay. American European version. So yeah, this is definitely one that we're all excited for here. Yeah. I think Corey. Right? Yeah. Yep. I, I remember just from seeing last year, the little snippet they show yep. look pretty sweet. Yep. X. Yeah. Um, and then after that, they showed off Mario Maker. It's a level design game that lets you create a lot like Mario levels, uh, yeah. and then you can play them. They showed off older older graphical ones, and then the newer graphical ones. So mm-hmm. if you're into you know the creative aspect yeah. of Mario, then you know you can like this. swap with the with the button to the newer graphics or older graphics. Mm-hmm. And I did, that didn't do anything for me, but my wife was pretty interested in, in Mario Maker. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting myself. Yeah, it was yeah. cool, but I was... I would just be too lazy to make levels is, is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, me, I'm not trying to kid myself here. Right. Now. I'm definitely not going to make it. Hopefully, either. and I don't know if this came out anywhere during the Nintendo thing, but hopefully they make it so you can download other people's levels and play them. That would be great. That would be awesome. Yeah. Nintendo doesn't like doing that, though. Yeah, they're they're getting better with their online stuff, though. That, that's true. I mean, Mario Kart's a good, yeah, good multiplayer good game for them. So then after that, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire got a release date of November 21st, uh, 2014. This got me really excited because they're doing how they did Pokemon X. This is how they're doing the new ones, which, I mean, Pokemon X and Y was awesome. I mean, you've played them. They were Mm -hmm. awesome. It's nice to be able to have the 3D capabilities with it, you know, doing the battles that used to be really boring, just like still things that would just move yeah. but now like they're animated and stuff like that it's just so much cooler and it makes me like it and appreciate the game more and get a little bit more attached to my Pokemon uh, but they showed off the three starters last evolutions they all have mega evolutions and the legendaries have mega evolutions and then later another Pokemon was announced to have a mega evolution so you I mean that's pretty awesome the mega evolutions are pretty cool Yeah, they, it's basically Pokemon on steroids mm-hmm. uh but yeah, I'm really excited for that. And then after that, they announced Splatoon. It's a 4v4 multiplayer game, uh, third-person shooter. The 
basically the concept of the game is the gun that you use shoots out like ink or paint or something like that. Uh, and you shoot like the enemies in the ground, stuff like that. And your team has like a specific color. And what happens is uh, on your color, you move around faster, but on the enemy's color that's sprayed on the ground, you don't move as fast. And uh, everybody has a human transformation and a squid transformation and when you go under the squid you move around faster on the ink than as you would as a human mm-hmm. uh, and that's basically what it is that's very tactical apparently the people who played it says like you it's if you work together as a team you'll you know do really well yeah the goal is to have the most of the floor covered in your color mm-hmm. ink oh that's interesting yeah yeah it was pretty cool it looks really neat and I, I, when i first saw that i was like oh that's uh, that's silly. Sound, yeah that's silly a silly idea, but they again Nintendo um, for for pretty much all the games that they presented during their E three you know E three Nintendo Direct had lengthy gameplay videos through, throughout the thing, and I watched quite a bit of gameplay of that and it looks it looks good. Yeah, it looks fun, looks interesting. And it's a the, different take on the shooter. And the people who've played it think it's you know yeah. liked it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Cor- Interested? Yeah. Did you have something to say, Corey? It doesn't feature a uh, Nintendo character that we're already familiar with. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a new Nintendo IP. That's true, right? <laughs> um, and then after that, they teased that they have an announcement that they're going to be making later, which a lot of people speculated was Star Fox because that had leaked before. Because yep. I, was it Iwata was playing it before the Treehouse event on Mi- the stream? Miyamoto. Mi- Mi- Miyamoto. It wasn't on a stream. It w- here's what happened, um, <clears throat> and I. I I actually got to this news story before the major things because I was I happened to be on Twitter and I saw uh, someone we follow on Twitter had had tweeted uh, Star Fox leak so I I clicked on the article it was a article from Time with Miyamoto talking about Star Fox and two other new games that he was working on I was like oh my god so I tweeted the article uh, within five minutes the article was taken down. Uh, but luckily, I think it was Eurogamer maybe had had picked up on it too. Okay. Um. So so you know I, I tweeted that article too. But yeah, I, I I was lucky enough to be on Twitter at right at the exact time when one one of our followers um had had tweeted that time article. So it, I, I got to have it out before before all the major gaming news sites. Yeah, and it turns out I didn't break the story, but uh, Dan broke. You broke the story. <laughs> no, I broke didn't. it. And that that announcement turned out to be actually be Star Fox. Um. You said that you you really wanted them to announce a Star Fox game. And yeah, I said I said that would you know kind of make my E three um, if if they had a, a Star Fox game announced. Um, and really, it was just an announcement. There was very brief snippets of gameplay, but they, uh, Miyamoto's working on it and and to work with the the gamepad controller. So yeah, he's. I think he said that they're a year next, off. Yeah, next year. Um, but there wasn't a Star Fox for the Wii. No, the so. the Star Fox for the Wii is what is is turned into development for the Star Fox for Wii U. Oh. I guess it never worked out well with the with the Wii mount. So okay, all right, that's perfect. Yeah. I'm really excited. As Falco is one of my favorite characters of all time. Yeah. Um, I play as him as a Smash, Smash Brothers, so you know I'm excited to play more Star Fox because I never really played a lot of Star Fox. I was too young to play like the 64 one and be good enough at it to be able to like go far. Yeah. Uh, I'd always die and get frustrated, so yeah. I'm pretty excited to be playing uh, Star Fox. Again. But I don't think that was the their announcement that they were making. I thought that it was, was. That was kind of minor. No, the announcement was for Codename Steam. Oh, was it? Did you see that? Yeah, well, I have that uh, okay. later. Okay. Like at the my last, not during the main press conference, right. but like their announcement later. But I do have that, yeah. Okay. 
Um, but yeah, and then the last like last announcement for them was that Lady Palutena is going to be in Super Smash Bros. She play, she's a character in um, Kid Icarus. Uh, a lot of people wanted her in the game. I didn't know much about her. She was a uh, um, one of the assistant trophies in Smash Bros. Brawl. Uh, so she's a playable character now. I didn't see a whole lot uh, of her moves and stuff like that, but you know, I'm happy to see a new character is announced because I was kind of disappointed to see that Ike was announced to be the f- the Fire Emblem character because I didn't think that he kind of deserved to be in right. the new one. I figured that it should be Crom. Crom, yeah, definitely. But uh, so yeah, I was happy to see a new character. I don't want to just see the same because they said that they weren't going to have as many characters or whatever in uh, Brawl. Uh, as they had in Brawl or something stupid like that. So when I heard that Ike got announced, I was like, meh. Yeah, but it's the same, like they're still announcing characters. Like they haven't yeah. announced them all. There was another like, announcement for another character like later on. They haven't announced that many characters. I was looking at all of them. It's only like in the fifteen area. Okay. It, my guess is they'll be between thirty to forty. Wow. I like a lot of characters though. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, that's fine with that, me. And I guess the the other announcement, because this is pretty big, was that the uh, the new IP was uh, codenamed Steam. Yeah. Uh, I have the article on here. There was a lot to write down. Uh, so basically, it's a turn-based strategy RPG hybrid and third person with with third person shooter elements. The story follows an elite task force created by Abraham Lincoln to fend off an alien invasion. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Uh, it's set in London and features a steampunk uh, aesthetic complete with airships and all. The perspective brings the vantage point down to an actual units. So the Nintendo hopes that it will take away the apprehension people have about strategy tiles and bring the genre to a wider audience. And it's being developed by Intelligent Systems. The Who studio. Did Fire Emblem. They added the Fire Emblem, which... Is and a- Advance Wars, too, I think, right? Yep. yep. Um... People seem to get a Valkyria Chronicles vibe from it. Yeah, I heard Valkyria Chronicles and I heard XCOM too. Ooh, you just tickled Similar. my fancy when you said. Yeah, it. no, I, I, it looks fantastic. Yeah, it does look I, really I good. I watch lengthy gameplay videos again for it and very, very interested in it. Corey, I hate to, I hate to rush us, uh, and we can spend time on this after. But John Liga, our E three correspondent, uh, is is running short on time. Okay. So we if we can loop up. him in and just have a quick chat with him about E3, and yeah. then we can go back and talk about whatever. Sure. That was the last, like, main thing that I can talk about, really. Yeah. The, other, the other character for Smash Bros. Oh, pa- Pac-Man. Yeah. Got announced, uh, which is huge. A lot of people speculated that Pac-Man would be in because it's being made by um, Namco now. So right, right. I figured he would be announced, so. Okay. And a lot of people said that Pac-Man being in the game is exactly what everybody wanted. And he played exactly how people wanted. So that's good to hear. Uh, a lot of people are really liking the new Smash Brothers. So. Yeah. Did you watch the tournament? I saw a little bit of gameplay of Marth versus, um, who was it? Um, I can't remember who he was fighting, but I saw some Marth gameplay. Okay. Yeah, I watched the the whole Smash tournament. It was pretty good. Pretty good. Was yeah. there anybody who was really good? I, it was hard to tell because, because, you know, when there's four people going at it, there's, uh, like, chaos obviously mm-hmm. uh but when the two finalists were, were battling each other i was like these guys are really good at this game yeah who were the um, final like who were the characters in the finals oh it was zero suit samus oh, really? and yeah and uh, who was the other one i don't recall at this point mm-hmm. but uh hey john hey can you hear me yeah welcome hey thanks what's going on 
Not much. How are you guys? Pretty good. Hey, so you're here to talk to us about E3. Yes, I am, sir. What do you got? Our correspondent in the field, John Liga. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, first, I want to talk about the, the King's Rangers game last night. I don't know if you happened to catch. <laughs> I didn't watch. What happened? <laughs> uh, there were dragons and shit. It was nuts. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Don't worry yourself about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, E3. Fucking everyone's dream. Every 12-year-old boy's dream is to go to E3. And 30-year-old men's dreams, too. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> 30, 40. And I've been fortunate to go twice. This is my second time going, and it was just as incredible as the first time. Okay. So, um, so do, you, do you have, a, like, a? do you want us to ask you questions about it, or do you have a, a plan? What do you got for us? Yeah, I don't I don't really have a plan. I just figured I'm talking to a bunch of nerd gamers, and yes. I'm a nerd gamer, and uh, we're just going to, you know. Be nerds together. Be nerds together, one and all. <laughs> what? What? Big virtual nerd orgy. <laughs> what? Because is, that's ultimately what E three is. You you walk into the convention center. It's massive, by the way. I'm sure you've seen all the pictures. Yeah. But it's just like the nerdiest groups of people, and they're all in groups. I mean, you've got your your industry specialist, your all your media who are just kind of they seem like real adults, but then you've just got like a plethora of the geekiest fucking dudes ever. Uh-huh. Can I swear in this thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> What does uh, it smell like? <laughs> the best part about E3 is the number of fart clouds you're going to be walking through every day. Nice. <laughs> crop dusting going on. Yeah, Fantastic. A, a lot of crop dusting. It's pretty intense. But so what it's did, just like, what did you check out while you were there? Yeah, so let me give you a rundown of my day. Um, I had the whole day. I actually went down with one of my coworkers, but we ended up splitting up right away because he was meeting up with... Uh, he works with these guys who started a headphone company. Oh, nice. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but we recorded some BO for them, and they're, like, including it in their headphones. Azure. It's like this gamer headphone thing. I'm not really sure what it's all about, but it sounded kind of cool. Oh, but uh, we, he split up with me then, and then I – first thing I did, first thing on my mind this whole week was I got to try the Oculus Rift. Oh, uh-huh, Okay. So, yeah, I ran to the Oculus booth, and, like, as I'm coming up to the counter, they're like, I'm like, hey, how long's the wait? They're like, oh, it's only 10 minutes now. I'm like, awesome. So I'm, like, walking to the line, and as it turns the corner, there's already 100 people lined up, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> but uh, I, so I found the end of the line. It, like, spiraled around the Nintendo booth and uh, got in the back of the line, and it only ended up being about 50 minutes. That's not bad. But, uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't horrible. And, I mean, that's kind of the, the theme of E3. Like, if you want to play the next big thing you're going to be waiting in line for at least 40 minutes to an hour and a half so uh but yeah i got to try the oculus rift and i gotta tell you it's incredible okay for the first four minutes until i got sick it was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so you did get yeah. sick i did well i'm very uh susceptible to motion sickness uh, like okay. I, I can ride roller coasters and stuff but like any 3d something like i can't do 3d movies i can't do anything like that where i'm sitting and it's just like my vision is being askewed to me but uh it's like i've never felt like i was in a video game before putting on that headset and you really do feel like you're in the game it's incredible Um, did you play a demo yeah so you had five minutes i unfortunately only lasted four but the (laughs) demo i played was a story of my life (laughs) <laughs> it's actually uh the demo was a game i've heard of before i can't remember from where but it's called uh 
gosh, what is it? Hot something. Super hot. Super hot. That's the one. Um, I wanted to play the Alien one, but they, it's like there's, they have only so many stations and they're all different games. They had Super Hot, they had Alien Isolation, they had some Fox game, they had, uh, just something else. And like you, as you're in line, like someone raises their hand and you just have to go to whatever's open. <laughs> so, um, I got stuck with, uh, Super Hot, but it was pretty cool. Um, they sit you down and like everyone gets a person and they say, okay, this is what's going to happen. Like just get acclimated to to your space and everything and look around and like she put the helmet on and you're just literally in a different world. It was crazy. Um, it was low resolution, which was kind of like, uh, I was expecting it to be a little higher resolution, but I guess that was kind of naive of me because it's such new technology. Yeah. I, but, think, um, I think the final retail release is supposed to be a better resolution. Okay. That's what I imagine. From what I've heard. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I mean, from what I experienced, I can only see this technology getting so much better and just going to be the future of gaming. Like, she said to me as I was taking the helmet off, she's like, yeah, you know what, everyone, well, not everyone, but most people do kind of feel a little queasiness or whatever, and you just have to kind of get acclimated. And she was saying that she had the same experience, and, like, after pro- prolonged use, she got used to it. So yeah. there is hope for us, us <laughs> motion sickness people. <laughs> nice. I'm one of them, so it's good to know. Yeah, and... uh I'm I'm pretty excited that uh, it's it's gonna be coming out in that day one I'm purchase one for the... you. I'm sorry. Day one purchase for you. Oh hell no! No, <laughs> it's gonna be too expensive for that. Do you think? Uh, well, I'm I'm excited that Facebook acquired it, so right. that'll probably help bring down the cost. But yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. They, they 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 keep they keep saying that. Well, I know the dev kits are like three hundred. Um, and they keep saying oh, okay. that they're going to try to launch it at the lowest possible price and, and still, like, make a little bit of money. So I, I, I'm assuming they're not planning on profiting that much, you know, from an individual set and more hopefully do volume sales, you know. That makes sense, especially since they've got competition in uh, the Sony yep. uh, Morpheus uh, thing, which I also saw but I didn't get to use because I didn't feel like waiting in line for another VR helmet that was probably just going to make me sick. <laughs> uh, I was, I was going to say, you didn't want to get sick again. Giant Bomb <laughs> did a uh, comparison of the two. They said they're basically the same thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Good to know. Yeah, they okay. look pretty cool. But So I watched, John, I watched a little bit of uh, super hot E3 coverage, uh, and it kind of reminded me of The Matrix dodging bullets. It's exactly what it was. Yeah, so let me tell you a little bit about the game. You step in, and the level that I got to play was you start off in this it's kind of this fancy 3D world, uh, pillars and everything's white, but you have to basically, you run this corner, and then there's three guys in front of you, and they're all just shooting at you. And the way this game works is, I'm sure you've seen the trailers or videos, and um, it's when you're moving that's when time is moving. And when you're stopped, time stops. So you're walking down this hallway towards these guys, toward this uh, gun that's in the middle of the hallway between you and them, and your objective is to get that gun and kill them. But as you're moving, the bullets are flying towards you, and then you stop. So you take a couple steps, and this is what made me really sick because I'm trying to focus on these really low-res bullets and, like, my head is shaking, and as you dodge your head, you can actually dodge bullets, which is the really cool part making me sick hearing you talk about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i was like really into it and like the whole experience then i forgot oh yeah i'm probably gonna throw up in a second (laughs) but uh it was great yeah because you can dodge the bullets and get the gun and 
it was, it was basically just that, but just I was so enthralled with what I was experiencing. I think it's going to be such an incredible thing. Nice. Okay. Definitely wanted to see uh, Alien Isolation, but uh, I did try that later on the Xbox 360, but I'll tell you about that in a second. Okay. But, yeah, what else did you see? Yeah, so I uh, I pretty much, like, there's two wings for E3, and the one wing that I always start off in is the one that has Nintendo and Sony and Microsoft and Xbox and all that stuff. Um, and I pretty much started there again. That's where Oculus was again. And I spent I don't know, probably the first four hours there. Um, so after Oculus, I went to Nintendo, which is always a fun booth. They've got just all their biggest games. It was pretty much this year was Smash Brothers. Yeah. It's so many Smash Brothers yeah. <laughs> stations set up. They had like a massive screen. I've never seen a TV. It just seemed like one seamless television. I don't know how they accomplished this feat, but it was incredible. And that's what they had their, their biggest Smash uh, set up on. And like they had a line like crazy all day for people lining up trying to play it. But uh, they had like smaller stations too that I, I played a couple games on. It was really fun. What did um, you try? We just got done talking about Nintendo's uh, Nintendo's new games. Okay, yeah. So the first Nintendo game I tried actually, and this is where I ran into Kyle Bosman. Oh, nice. GameTrailers dot com, yep. aka Kyle Bosman from high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I ran into him at Splatoon. Which was uh, actually a game I wanted to try. I saw a trailer of it a couple of days before going to E3, and I thought it was awesome. And I played it, and it was pretty much awesome. <laughs> okay, yeah, that that's uh, one that seemed very interesting to me. Um, you know, from watching the videos and stuff, it's it's a you know new take on the on the shooter. Yeah, it is. It's a new, unique take, and it's a very fun take. Um, got to play for about eight, ten minutes or so. I got two rounds in, but. Uh, the best part about the Nintendo booth is it's, like, just Nintendo in a nutshell. Everybody is happy. <laughs> All of their people working there are, like, super beautiful. <laughs> and it's just, like, a kid's, an adult, I don't know how to put this, but it's, like, you you feel like a child again. It's just, uh-huh. like, all these grown men and women and all together playing all these really childish games, but it's incredibly fun. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But, uh... Yeah, so I played Splatoon, I played, actually, what did I, I think I just walked around and played maybe one game of Smash Brothers at that point, and then I moved over to Sony. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, and the cool thing with the Nintendo booth is they're they're pretty good with, like, swag and stuff, so after you play a game, they'll give you something, and they're, this year they're handing out these little, I'm not really sure what they are, but they're, like, these little foam characters that you put on your sunglasses, and your glasses, I guess, I don't know. Huh. Kyle had a bunch of them, I got one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh nice. let me ask you this did the swag uh make you like nintendo anymore the first year it did and i don't <laughs> i don't know if that was just because it was cooler swag or if i was just like super excited to be e3 but uh i don't know they it was just like those and then like if i played more smash brothers i would have gotten more swag and i think that would have been cooler like if you every time someone would win a round you would get like a button to go get a free T-shirt, which is pretty cool. Woo! Yeah, but I was like, being not being a Smash Brother like super fan, it was impossible for me to even come in like second. <laughs> right. Yeah, a lot of a lot of big super Smash nerds there. But uh, yeah, so I went to Sony after that, and I ran into Kyle again later on. <laughs> He's playing uh, 
it's really random because this thing is just packed with thousands of people and to like pick out somebody you know yeah just out of blue twice even was just <laughs> a pretty rare feat so it was pretty funny but um yeah so he was playing this game called telos i think have you seen that one no uh eric telos knows. was that the indie game that yeah. said i thought it was uh, pretty interesting yeah yeah yeah. The puzzle game, yeah, for PlayStation, PS4? Yeah. Is it like Talos Principle or something like that? Yeah, yes. Yes, that's the one. And it was fun. It was a lot of fun. We played that just talking about E3 and our experiences and stuff. And uh, got to hang out with him for a little bit. And then he ran off to do his thing, which I guess they shot an episode that day, which is going to air. Not to pitch another game. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, I think his, his show is pretty fun. and So it's cool to hang out with him. For a little bit, but uh, that's where we split it up, and then I went on my way. And I think the next game I played it was Drive Club. Oh, okay. Oh, which is pretty cool. So I got a T-shirt from them, and then what did you think of Drive Club? I liked it. I played uh, multiplayer. It was a pretty quick game. Um, me and some uh, some big dude were hanging out, laughing and crashing our cars into each other. <laughs> so it was kind of a I don't know. It's it's a whole different gaming experience when you're with like thousands of other people and like you just meet someone new every two seconds and like everybody is so excited to be there that you're just like the friendliest person you can be so like that's my favorite part of E3 is just getting to hang out with like like-minded gamers and trying out the latest newest thing and like just having a blast with it and then you get free shit which is great yeah <laughs> but uh yeah I like Drive Club um again it was just like a one multiplayer uh lap I think I picked the McLaren um but yeah, it was awesome graphics. It felt pretty smooth. Um, I think I like Forza better, though. Okay. The Forza series on Xbox. Sure. So, uh, I don't know. I might have been a little biased towards it. but So I wrapped that up, and then I I was eyeing... So the whole time I'm in the, I'm in the Sony booth, I was eyeing Destiny. And like it was just like the longest line that I'd seen yet at mm-hmm. that point. And I'm just like, yeah, maybe I'll play Maybe I'll play it later. And then I finally came up to him like, all right, I gotta, I gotta weather this. I need to play this damn game. So I ended up waiting for like an hour. <laughs> wow. And like, it's tough when you're at this thing because there is so much to see and so much to do that you like really try to budget your time properly. Yeah. Um, and I just knew that like once I got Oculus out of the way, then the rest of the day was going to be like, all right, I, I got my one big thing done. I'm going to go do something else cool. And uh, I guess Destiny was that next big cool thing I wanted to do, and it was completely worth it. I was blown away by this game. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but I wasn't just, just like seeing the recent previews and like some of the the trailers and even like the gameplay videos. It just seemed like another Borderland, like just another shooter. And I'm like, all right, this doesn't really seem that awesome. They're probably just putting way too much money into this. But, I, think uh, that, I think that's about where you guys were at, right? Until, yeah. until you Actually, I, I'm going to have to leave a little early. Do you want to talk about this real quick? Yeah. Destiny yeah, real quick? Yeah, yeah we should. We uh, we actually got... All, Dan, Will, and I all played the Destiny Alpha on PS4. Uh, that's I, awesome. You got into the Alpha. Okay. Yeah, I was in the same boat as you, kind of feeling a little down about it. And I'm yeah. also in the same boat as you, and it's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. it is. I can't it's, wait for that game to come out. Uh, it's a good mix of, like, like you said, Borderlands and Halo. It's a really a good mix between those two things. Yeah. And it blew my expectations out of the water. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I really so, enjoyed my time with it, too. You it did. Great. I was interested. I didn't like the multiplayer, but the single player what was really good. What did you like about it? It was multiplayer. Yeah. I don't care that much for <laughs> for multiplayer. Yeah, fair enough. 
Go ahead, John. Okay. So, and now in the alpha, you can uh, level up and stuff and do the co-op missions as well? Yeah, yeah. I think you can get up to level 8, I want to say. Um, Will and I are actually going to play tomorrow morning together. I played with one of our listeners earlier. We only did uh, the, the multiplayer stuff together. Uh, I teamed up with a random guy and did a quest. Um, but, yeah, I've been able to unlock some gear and uh, level up. I'm level 6 right now, leveling up some skills and all that kind of stuff. Um, got to use out the That's vehicle. Awesome. It's so good. So good. Yeah, because I'm a huge, like, that's probably my favorite type of genre is first-person shooters, and, like, just mixing all those elements, like, the RPG elements into it is one of my favorite things that the gaming industry has done in years. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so. I said that it's the first game that I've played that I felt like, if you're going to say next-gen means it's something they couldn't have done on the last cycle of consoles, this is the first game I played that I was like, alright, this is finally like a next-gen game. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, That's really cool. Okay. Sick. Yeah. Um, what else you got, John? So I, I played that, and actually I was, they gave me this wristband, and they're like, here, go register this, and we'll send you a code for beta, and that was going to be my big surprise for you guys. I was going to give you this beta code, for uh-huh. the, or the alpha, whatever. But they fucking never emailed it to me. Uh. <laughs> I got, like, some code for an emblem in-game. I'm like, this is bullshit. <laughs> uh, I, I actually got rejected initially for the alpha, uh, but luckily someone on Reddit was kind enough to, to direct message me a, a code for, for the Destiny alpha. So I oh, looked, wow. I, awesome. I, you know, I lucked out. Wow, yeah. But I'll talk about that more later. Cool. Go ahead, John. All right, uh, yeah, so let me see. Destiny. Yeah, and then I walked over to Xbox. So Xbox is... Uh, pretty much the same size as Sony. Um, I don't know if you guys can like find a, a floor plan for these things, but these booths are massive. Like they're just TVs and games and like tons of people, and they're just these million dollar extravaganza. <laughs> and it's so much fun to just kind of walk through these because they're as big as they are. They're all they all have their like uh, their characteristics to differ each other and. I don't know where I'm going with this part, but anyway, <laughs> I, <would. laughs> I think trying, I think you're going for. I'm not excited, well, but I'm really tired because I worked today. <laughs> nice. You're going but, for the uh, the feel of the Sony. What was the feel of the Sony one? Sony. Let me see. Lots of black and blue. Yeah, that's <laughs> like that's it's what you expect. Like Nintendo is like kind of lighted, uh, yeah. lit really well, like really bright colors and like it just kind of goes with their characters of every game. Sony was yeah, black and blue, kind of a little more mysterious in, in some sense and like all the booths like they all have their similar styles for each booth. It's just the different games and Microsoft was Mountain Dew pretty much. Yeah, like <laughs> you walk in there and it's just like green. Like I took a, a cool picture of the two booths, Sony and uh, Xbox, their walls meet and there's this hallway that goes between them and it's just like massive green wall that massive blue wall and this is xbox and playstation it's really cool nice but uh yeah you walk in there it's just like you're blinded by green but at the same time it's just you're blinded by the, all these awesome video games and can't complain about that no. yeah, hell no. uh the first one i played was yeah it was alien actually alien isolation have you guys checked that game out a little bit i know very little about that game same here you, you need to know probably more than very little because it was awesome <laughs> It was, it's a horror game, so it's not like, I thought it was just going to be another first-person shooter shitty alien game. They released, like, ten of those in the past ten years, and they all sucked. 
But this one actually looks amazing, and it is, from what I played, seemed really cool. It's, uh, you play, I don't know if you play Sigourney Weaver's character, but you play somebody and you're trying to get to a family member on this massive space uh, station, and you're basically being hunted by the aliens. So you don't have any weapons. You basically just start off, and it's all about sound, and like, which I'm really into. So you're trying to be as quiet as you can, and uh, make your way to different objectives and different parts of the map. And it's all, like, the AI and everything is all fluid and dynamic, so it's always different. Um, the mission that I started in is you pretty much you start in this room, and, like, just to give you a feel for the game, they give you, like, some of the better gear. Like, I got the flamethrower, and uh, I got some other... Uh, sorry, I'm just distracted. <laughs> is, that a, is that a cat? Yeah, that's a cat, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, so I got uh, the flamethrower, and uh, pretty much it, it's very geared towards, like, how much sound you're making, and it's all very dark, and wearing the headphones, like, it blurred out the rest of E3 for me, and I was, like, just thrown into the game space, and it was frightening. <laughs> very terrifying. Like, I'm walking through the space station, and, like, you hear your own footsteps, and then you start hearing, like, creaks here and there, and, like, you, you turn around, and, like, obviously the, the soundscape turns with you, and you're trying to figure out what that noise was, then all of a sudden you just hear, like, Thump, thump, and like this massive walk, uh, footsteps, and of course the music heightens, and you're like, oh shit! So like you're trying to get away, and you can hide pretty much anywhere in these maps. You can hide in lockers, you can hide in like cabinets, you can hide under tables and stuff. And it was, I just gotta say, it was probably the most intense experience I've had in a long time playing a video game. Uh, I have seen some gameplay from this other than what Corey's showing, and it looks crazy and, you know, like the Outlast kind of feeling, mm -hmm. just in an alien yeah. spaceship kind of world. Nice. Um, yeah, this Good. is definitely one that I'm going to check out. Good fit for the Oculus Rift, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah well, that was one of the I demos they myself. had that I didn't get to play, but everyone said that that was the best one. I'm like, oh, man, I wish I could have gotten to. Yikes. Huh. But, so it's, uh, based, it's based on the Alien movie then, yeah? Yeah, it's pretty much the first Alien, and like the whole art direction is nineteen what was that sixties or nineteen seventies sci-fi. So all of the design is like the big clunky analog push button stuff. Very cool. So it kind of puts you back in that that retro sci-fi space. Yeah, that really, is very cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. But uh, yeah, it was really intense, and I definitely recommend checking it out and keeping an eye on that. Uh, so let's see, after that, I, yeah, I walked over to, within the Xbox booth, they had Fable Legends, and I checked that out. Uh-huh. Did, did you play as the villain? I did. I nice. played, that was the last game I played of E3, and E3 ended, and they're like, nope, we're finishing this game. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I played as a villain, and it, it was pretty cool. I thought it was gonna, cut, like, watching other people play seemed a little cooler and then when I actually got into the controls it was like oh is this is this it there's not much more to it so I don't know if that was just because I didn't he was like kind of rushing through it so I didn't get a whole the whole experience but it was fun I can see it being a fun game what what kind of things were you I, I'm really curious about this game especially that part of it what kind of what kind of things were you doing as the villain so as the villain um you know you're you're a top-down view it's more of like the classic RTS where you're setting up things. Um, and then all the heroes, obviously, are playing first person, third person, whatever. And they're they're fighting through. It's almost like a maze, but not really. It's just like this open space, and there's uh, 
you have your units, and playing on the Xbox um, controller, all of your units, you had like four different units, um, and they were mapped to the, the face buttons, the X, the Y, and then you would select your, like, at the beginning of the match, you could set up your units on different parts of the map. Mm-hmm. And the map is set up in like four segments, I think, so like, your heroes go through the first segment to get to the second, to the third, to the fourth, which is the last, and have like the boss at the end that you can utilize. But to start off, you have like 60 seconds to set up your map, and it's pretty much just placing mines. And uh, so you do that, and then you can place your units, and then pretty much the gate opens, and the heroes come out. And while you're playing, they'll run over your mines, and then they have like different gates that you can lift up and like knock the heroes off on their ass. Or if you have, like, two heroes go past this gate, you lift it up and separate the group, and then you can move in your units to attack them. So it's pretty cool. And then you have uh, an artillery unit that you could also uh, use to just launch bombs into the, the guys. But they were, like, kind of timed, and I was really bad at <laughs> timing when, when to kill everybody. So That sounds like something a- that would work really well on a tablet. It does. And, like, using the controller seemed kind of clunky. Okay, so that that actually sounds like a really cool feature. Maybe they they will do that. Smart yeah. glass, <laughs> smart glass, yeah. Microsoft smart glass, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, what is it? The division is uh, starting to do that, I think. Or I saw something about that. But anyway, yeah. So that was a fun game. That was the last one I played. Did anything really stand out to you that you wish you had gone to see? Like, and just in passing. In passing. I think I tried most of what I really wanted to try. Uh, I guess Evolve. I didn't get to try that, okay. but I, I watched enough of it to get very excited about it. Um, that was one one of the games I watched at Xbox. I got to check out some of the gameplay mechanics, and it, it was really cool because the, it seemed like they're really pushing the the the, uh, the team speak focus of it, and just like utilizing teamwork. And, uh, have you guys seen a lot of Evolve? A fair amount. I think I'm probably the most excited for that one. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I'm excited mainly because it's the same guys that did Left 4 Dead, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, I just think they got teamwork down in that in those two. <laughs> I, I, my worry for that game, and we talked about this earlier, is that if I was playing with people that I don't know, that the teamwork aspect is going to fall apart rather quickly. Yeah, I mean, there's always that worry, I feel. Um but just the what it is like monster versus these guys i think if your team fails you're just you're going to hate yourself <laughs> uh, yeah so i think it's really going to force you to want to work as a team and i like, hope so yeah me too <laughs> cuz it looks and fucking amazing yeah and that's what it seemed to be happening at e3 like you i i, I really or you could notice um that all these guys were not friends. Like, none of these people really knew each other that I was watching play. Yeah. And they seem to be uh, getting everything down. I mean, obviously they have, like, coaches that are telling them how to play right. the game and stuff, but... Plus, everybody was on like best behavior, too, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't some 14-year-old jackass telling you that you, your mom was fat or something. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the other worry I have about it. And that's the other... Like, going to E3 makes me want to, like, set up some kind of similar thing where, like, people just go, like, like old school, like land party. Oh god, old school land party, but like, make it cool again. Don't make it like these these internet 
gaming cafe is where everyone's like, oh, you go to a gaming cafe? Just, like, make it, like... I'm not saying Dave and Buster's is cool, but, like, something that people go to, like... You well, see nobody's ever said people, that. <laughs> you see more and more people getting into video games, and, like, especially women are becoming big gamers now. Like, I feel like you could have some kind of successful gaming space for the yeah. masses. Let's do it. Let's start one. Yeah. Oh, there's, I think bar- that's there's Barcade in Brooklyn. Oh, can we go to that when I come down? Yes. Thank God. Oh, there is there's a Barcade in Los Angeles that just opened, too. I'll have to check that out. Totally should. I wonder if it's the same uh, same brand, because it started in Brooklyn, and now they have one in uh, Manhattan. It might be. So, I don't know. John, I have one more question for you. I don't know about these guys or what else you have to share, but uh, what about the cosplay? Was there any uh, sexy cosplay? Uh, I was actually surprised there was very minimal cosplay. Okay. I saw a number of Mario hats. I saw a number of things that I just had no fucking clue what they were going for, but I'm sure it was something crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, because the thing is, it's like all the majority of people there are industry professionals, like within the uh, video games. So they just seemed like normal, upright citizens. <laughs> yeah, I got you. And but again, you had your smattering of the geeky groups, and like you had like the really smelly guys and all that fun stuff, and. <laughs> I, I always it's always funny because you have these very hot booth girls in all these places and then you see all these like geeks trying to interact with them and I just get the biggest <laughs> kick out of like how how fucking awkward these guys are and I'm just like dude like just like talk to her like she's your sister it's t- you're going to be fine. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, talk to you like she's your neighbor, right. your really hot neighbor friend that you grown up with and you're very comfortable with girl next door what's that the girl next door yeah the girl next door that's a way simpler way than i was just trying to explain (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah i don't know it's just it's it's very sad um (laughs) i've got a question john what, yeah, go for it. What was the the buzz on the floor about? Like, what, was it was there one game or one area that everyone's like, "Oh man, you really got to try this out"? Uh, in, in conversations that you heard around you, or you know, pe- people that you talked to, other uh, you know, uh, it, at, at E three, was there was there a buzz on one particular yeah, thing? Yeah, I mean, there. You when you're going through each booth, you kind of get the idea of where the buzz is for each booth. So like Nintendo was all Smash Brothers, right, and like. Even throughout E3, everyone's like, oh, yeah, did you play Smash Bros? I'm like, yeah, man, I played a couple games. It was cool. Um, and then, like, obviously, Destiny was a, a big thing. And, like, the Division, like, uh, Ubisoft had their, their big thing with Division and Assassin's Creed. But it's it's there wasn't really, like, a general buzz for anything. It's like you have so many different kinds of people there and so many different games and genres that it's just, like, every person I talk to is excited about something different. Right. Okay. Um. But, uh, yeah, I definitely pushed my alien isolation agenda on people. And people are like, oh, I didn't even think about that game. Like, yeah, dude, I just tried it. You should check it out. I think people are a little bit snake-bitten by the past alien games. I guarantee that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it looks awesome, though, really. It looks terrifying. It, it is terrifying. And, like, I was I was one of those people until I played it. Like, I was standing behind someone watching them play, and I'm like, oh, man, i got to try this. And... John, do you think you could handle playing that on Oculus, though? I'd piss myself. Honestly, I I mean I pissed myself. I almost like <laughs> literally audibly screamed in a room 
with a hundred other people around me and like <laughs> things happening all around me. Like it's terrifying. So I don't know if I could handle an Oculus. Yeah. I just, uh, I feel like a horror game would just be too intense for me on something like that. I mean, it'd be yeah. perfect for it, but for me, I don't think I could do it. You know what game would be perfect for Oculus is Proteus. Yeah. That's the one where you Whoa. just kind of wander around a pixelated that game. That would. <laughs> trying to catch rabbits. the trying to catch the dragon. <laughs> just do. Stuff. Well, I think that's that's what that fox game they had was kind of like like you're it's this very colorful world, yeah. And you're just chasing things. Lucky's <laughs> tail. Ch- chase the dragon. You can, chase you, his tail. You can never you can never catch the dragon. Bend your mind a little bit. Okay. Hell yeah. Do we have any, uh, any other questions for John? No, I think uh, he did a pretty good job of telling yeah. us. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah I just. I want everyone in the any gamer that has a chance to go to E3 needs to just flex their muscle and John, do it. I mean, I do have one question for you. Actually, I was yes. listening to another video game podcast and they were talking about is E3 still necessary? What do you think after going to it? So, I I asked myself that. I mean, going to E3, you're like, what is this really for? Because you see all the big booths for Nintendo, Sony, and Xbox, and it's just like everyone that I talk to. Like I, I the reason I go to this thing is because I work in post sound for film and television, and sometimes video games. So I can I can use that as leeway to say, hey, yeah, I work with video games. Let me into E three, yeah. and that always works for me, which is nice. awesome. But it's like I, so I try to. A part of me goes there to network, and like everyone that I talk to is just like a gamer or a developer for these games. Mm-hmm. Or, like, a publisher or something. So it's, like, it's very difficult to be, like, hey, I, I have this services, or, hey, are you looking for someone to do voiceover stuff? And mm-hmm. you run into, like, oh, no, I'm just a gamer or something like that. So I really have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's an amazing experience, and it, I guess it is. I, I'm going to say yes, because, and here's why. I was so excited for this, and everybody there is super excited for this, and I just I feel like E3 and everything that comes from E3 is hype, and it gets you excited again. Yeah, for, it's, for these games, it's a fan service. It is a fan service, and it's it's I mean it's a fan service for these companies. And I mean, I recently built a a PC um, for work and also for gaming. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I pr- basically wrote gaming. Off- let's be honest, John. Gaming first, and work, <laughs> yeah. with and these games. also for work. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I pretty much wrote off consoles. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to get another console this generation. I've got Steam. It's releasing all the games I want. Like, so so whatever. whatever. But uh, after going to E3, I'm like, shit, i got to get a Wii U. i got to get a PS4. <laughs> like, it yeah. makes you excited again for consoles. I'll yeah. tell you, uh, since I have to leave early, I'm just going to tell you guys, I think Nintendo was the biggest winner yep. at E3, personally. I, I'm agreeing with that. And, you know, I've been going back and forth on a Wii U for a while now, but, I mean, I, any reservations I had are gone, gone. and I'm going to get one as soon as I can. Um, yeah. And then I will Same have my, my, my triad of consoles will be complete. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo killed it at this oh, year's E3. They really did. And really, one of the best things they did is their. The, I don't know if you watch any of their Treehouse videos. I didn't. Um, they showed, like I said, when they did their 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 Nintendo Direct thing, they you know showed whatever the brief trailers and stuff. But during their Treehouse, they had like hour long sessions where they would show uh, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X. 
and they'd be talking to the developers and playing the game at the same time. Yeah. Uh, with the game on the screen and then a little picture of the developers talking. That's cool. And just playing the game, and and you get to see all that all that gameplay footage. And they did that for all their games. They're such a weird company. They are absolutely much, a weird company. As much shit as we give them, like. They still manage to just grab you by the balls at some point and be like, well, I guess I better get one. Yeah, they did it right. <laughs> Definitely. You know? Yeah. But, no, I feel the exact same way. I mean, just from being on the floor, I feel like Nintendo well, was killing it. Now, which console would you get first, John? If you Probably had to pick Wii. one. Probably the Wii U, just because it's cheaper and I just dropped a ton of money on a computer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. not, not just that, but that's that's the one with all the exclusives. You know, a lot of the multi-platform games will also be on your PC, so... That too, yeah. That That is another big thing. Good point. I mean, the only... Like, I, I'm still thinking. Like, I, I like... I don't want another Xbox. I don't see any value to it beyond what I have now. Um, the PS4, I'm still trying to figure out because, again, what you just said, Dan... Yeah, but, most... I mean, some of its exclusives are more appealing to me. Right. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Any other thoughts, but... John? Gosh, I know there is. I'm just I'm drawing a blank because I'm coming towards the end of my wind. Okay. But, uh... <laughs> we'll let you go then. It's an interesting way to phrase it. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll tell you because, like, again, coming back to the two wings, like the the first wing has all Nintendo and like the big players, and the other one has more of the developers like Activision, Ubisoft, oh. and all those guys. And like last year, or not, uh, two years ago, 2012 is when I last went. When I went to that wing, it was like, it just seemed more extravagant and it seemed more exciting. And then this year, there just wasn't much that appealed to me. Like they had, like EA Sports, oh, and God. EA Games and all that stuff. Like they only had a few stations and like it wasn't, well, their As conference Christmas. was absolutely brutal. Yeah. I don't know if you watched it. They had nothing. I didn't. Yeah. So Did... I was kind of let down by all the, like, the bigger developers. Um... Thought of another thing. I'm surprised none of us asked you. Did you play or see No Man's Sky? I didn't. And, like, I that was one of the things. I had a list of games I wanted to play. Promptly left it at home in my excitement to go to E3. <laughs> so that was one of the games I forgot to look at. Oh. I don't even know if they had it on the show floor, but I wanted to. Dude, did you watch the the gameplay, the conference at all, where they were at? Yeah, I did. And yeah. I'm telling you now, that's the game that sold me on a PS4 and wanting to get one. Yeah, looks so good. It, it looks amazing. Yeah. That's um, awesome. But yeah, I... I'm sure I'll think of something else to tell you guys. I'll. Uh, I got pictures too. I'm write all the pictures. Write it in. Send send the pictures. We'll we'll put them up definitely. Yeah, I'm not gonna send you all these pictures because uh, I was looking through a blog or some Twitter, and literally every picture that I took, like someone else took a picture of the exact same thing. So I'm sure a lot of this stuff you've already seen. Yeah, but you know what? Now they're ours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You. Have, I will be the full ownership of these pictures. There's a couple of pictures of me playing the Oculus. Nice. So that's pretty cool. Okay. I got a picture of Kyle Bosman playing Splatoon. <laughs> got oh I oh I forgot I I saw uh, Reggie Reggie Fizame. Oh, did you? Yeah, he was there. He was doing something, and uh, I, being an, uh, the video game nerd I am, like you guys, I brought my 3ds. <laughs> oh, Street Pass. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, did... the reason I did it was because I wanted to get a ton of friends on my 3DS because I've never had anyone else that played this damn thing. <laughs> yeah. So I got a ton of me's in my 3DS world now. It's awesome. Did you Wait, get? Did did you get Reggie's? I didn't. And oh. like, I'm so excited because he had a 3DS in his hand. Yeah. While he was doing this thing, 
And I'm like, oh, I'm totally going to get Reggie. And, like, I checked a couple hours later, and he was not in there. Oh, like, what a shithead. Didn't get close yeah. enough. <laughs> he, didn't yeah. have his, he didn't have his Bluetooth on. No. Asshole. And the best part was, like, he was, like, super chill during his whole presentation. And then, like, once the cameras cut, he just seemed like the biggest dick. Oh, really? <laughs> like, all these people ran up to him. He's like, nope. Whatever. <laughs> This one girl started to cry, so he like took pity on her and like signed something, and then he just left. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Like, well, that's as cool as he does. <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, huh. it there awesome. it is. There's a thumbstick athlete's ex- exclusive report. Reggie yeah. is a dick. <laughs> Reggie is a dick. <laughs> She's not as cool as you think. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, hey, thanks for joining us, John. We appreciate it. Yeah, that was awesome. Thanks for having me because I have no one else to talk to about this awesome stuff <laughs> that I saw. So I was super psyched that you asked me to join. Yeah. We'll uh, do it again soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys need to just get more traffic, I think. That's the key because I was talking to somebody else that has a uh, – oh, uh, what is it? Four player? Have you seen those guys? No. Is this another they podcast? Stream, they stream on Twitch and they stream stuff on – they stream stuff on uh, Twitch about uh, E3 every year, and it's all because of the traffic to their website. Yeah. Must be so, nice. <laughs> just saying, man. I brought your cards with me. I forgot to give all my cards as well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm uh, I'm still trying. I'm still trying to get your name out there, and I want you guys to just get into E3 on your own merits and do your thing because you, I feel like your type of show is what's missing from E3. Well, oh, thank thanks, John. It's awful nice of you. Yeah, it was nice you get you. all the big guys, and it's just like, yeah, whatever. But like, to have just regular, awesome dudes at E3, that's what it needs. It just needs that heart. That's what we're going for. <laughs> and a couple fart jokes or two. Well, yeah. You know? Fart and dick jokes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Questions about sexy cosplay. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you can spice up the sex for the cosplay D3. We, yeah. if, if nothing else, we bring a ton of sex appeal to the table. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wear my Gears of War muscle suit. <laughs> nice. I'll, I'll get my uh, thumbstick athlete Speedo. Yes. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. Right on the butt. The logo God, right on the butt. If I walked in and saw you wearing that, John, oh, my life would be complete. <laughs> Next year. <laughs> nice. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break and be back with uh, our other segments right after this. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 151 of Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We have a little bit more to cover for E3, and then we're going to do feedback, and then we're going to call it an episode. We were going to do what we played and stuff, but it's getting late, and the episode's starting to run a little long, so we're just going to cover the rest of our E3 stuff and, and do do our feedback, and, and then, yeah, call it an episode. Like I said, we'll we'll just save the stuff that we played for, for next week's episode and give it to you then, so... Uh, Corey, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, I know you had okay. some stuff you wanted okay, to talk I'm gonna, about. Okay, I'm going to need your guys' help here because uh, I'm, I'm really worn out. So, you know, feel free to chime in with questions or anything like that. Gotcha. Uh, Bloodborne, uh, you know, we talked about already, but I wanted I, – I, I mostly just commented on some other stuff that I was interested in and read people's articles and stuff about it. And uh, apparently Bloodborne is remarkably similar to Dark Souls. Yeah. Uh, which I don't have a problem with. I don't sure. know about you guys. No. Not at all. Uh, D- different setting, obviously. Yeah. 
yes. uh, next generation only too, which is a, a good thing. The gra- the graphics are are a huge improvement, at mm-hmm. least from that that brief gameplay video that that leaked on it. So right, and some of what I read was like even a lot of the animations and stuff are the same as as you see in Dark Souls. Right, um, but you know it's a lot of the same people that worked on it, so it's it's to be understood. And, yeah. and I think there's you know I could have three or four more games like Dark Souls and be happy. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to complain. Another thing I saw uh, was the Final Fantasy VII G-Bike mobile game. Yeah, what was that about? Uh, it's the biking mini game from Final Fantasy VII, but with some added features. Uh, it's a Square Enix thing, and they're releasing it in the free-to-play format. It's It kind of seems like a cash grab at this point. Yeah, it kind of um, does. Right, but I, I don't know. Like, We'll see. It, that mini game was very simple. It was just like, drive from side to side and slash the guys next to you yeah uh, so we'll have to see what they added to determine whether it's actually a cash grab or what um microtransactions so yeah we'll see uh one thing that everybody seems to be really crazy about is titan souls which one of the conferences had a little bit about i think right yeah it, i think it was mentioned briefly in one of them maybe xbox okay um, yeah, so I watched some gameplay and heard some of the developers talk about it. It's inspired by Dark Souls and Shadow of the Colossus, but it has a very... Oops, my camera just fell. It has a very, like, retro, vintage uh, kind of feel to it. It's it's almost... It looks like an older, like, Super Nintendo Zelda game. Uh, and you wander the world, uh, the world that's open, but there's, like, not any... Uh, there's not any enemies other than the occasional boss that you run into. Uh, a la Shadow of the Colossus. Um, but the bosses are really hard, like Dark Souls, um, but they only have one hit point. So it's just, it's, it's it, like Zelda in that you're determining what you need to do to damage them, and then once you do, like, you just have to hit them once, and, you know, the timing has to be perfect and everything. Oh, that's um, cool. But there's no way to upgrade your little guy. The only thing you improve is your own skills. I kind of so, like that. That's I kind of like it too. It's a really interesting take. Um, so if you're having a hard time with a boss, it's not go level up and then try again. It's get better at the game and then try again. Uh-huh. I like that. That's just really kind of cool. Um, that's out early next year on PC, then eventually PS4 and Vita. Uh, and the developer said it was originally the result of a game jam. And the the original prototype was made in three days. Really? Yeah, I like to hear that stuff. That's yeah, cool. That's great. Uh, Fru, we talked a little bit about the Microsoft press conference. It's a Kinect game, a 2D platformer. Uh, the developer representative I heard talk about it said it's a combination of Twister and Super Mario, which is is pretty pretty good way to describe it. It's really hard to explain. Uh, bear with me. I'll do my best. Essentially, what you're doing is it's two people. You both have a little guy you're controlling on screen and on the 2D platformer, uh, and you're standing up, and your silhouettes via the Kinect camera, are also in the game. And each person is assigned a color. Uh, one guy's green, the other guy's purple. And you have to manipulate your bodies in such a way that your silhouette, depending on where your silhouette is, it will reveal platforms and stuff. So you have to manipulate your bodies in such a way that you're you're showing the correct platform so you can move your characters through the world. Huh. It's really trippy, really unique, uh, but I think could be a whole lot of fun. Yeah. That do, that that sounds great. Yeah, it's 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 really cool, and it's one of those things that you you can only do with the Connect. Yeah, know? yeah. Twister and Super Mario. It's it's crazy, uh, but I really liked it. I I recommend checking out that video just so you can get a better idea of what I'm talking about. 
some of the Oculus games we already talked about. Super Hot. John John talked about quite a few of the Oculus games. The other one he was talking about was called Lucky's Tale. It's a three D platformer, uh, and you play as a fox named Lucky, and your head actually behaves as the camera floating behind the character that you're controlling, uh, and you move your head as if it were the camera, which is kind of a weird concept to grasp. But that's how you solve puzzles and like reveal secrets and stuff. Huh. Uh, but it also kind of solves the, you know how a lot of games, well, not recently, but maybe, you know, last two generations ago, like camera issues were a big thing. Yeah. Um, recently, I mean, I think in the last generation there hasn't been too many problems like that, but uh, it does kind of solve any camera issue you'd have because you're literally moving your head to move the camera. Yep. So you can put it right where you like it. Exactly. Whatever works for you. Um, the E3 Horizon Conference essentially a press conference for indies. I'm not sure who hosts it. I read it, but I, I, the name didn't ring a bell. It didn't really mean anything to me. Um, some of the games they showed was one called Mountain, which is a mountain simulator. I don't know if you guys read anything about yes. about that. Um, it starts by asking you three questions that you answer with pictures. Um, so Joystick Joystick saw, like, the pictures they chose were Sickness, Afterlife, and Beauty. Um, I was reading this on Joystick. That's why I say Joystick. And then the the drawings that you pick sort of propagate on your mountain, which is really kind of a strange concept to grasp. Uh, PC, Mac, and iOS for around $1. So it is a very simple game. I mean, I don't know how much game it really is, but it's it's sort of an artsy uh, experience more so than a video game, it sounds. Yeah, I'm interested in that, too. Um, apparently, you get to take part in the life of a mountain. And those questions are, are to design, like, your mountain and, and the surrounding areas of it. Yeah. I don't know how that works, but it sounds sounds neat. Yeah, another one of those procedurally generated things, it sounds yeah. like. Uh, another one was Panoramical. This is an audio visualizer. Looked really cool to me. I'm into that kind of stuff. Uh, it's the Proteus, the composer for the game Proteus is part of the project, so right away, you know, it's a pretty trippy experience. Um, and that's due out 2015 for PC and Mac. I've been waiting for a good audio visualizer. There's, there hasn't been, you know, when you when you say audio visual visualizer, like nobody has like a stock answer for that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like if somebody says music streaming services, it's like oh Spotify. Spotify is yeah. like, you know, but there isn't that for an audio visualizer. Um, everybody's gone to the Rapture. We heard a little bit about this last year, I believe, right? It was either last year or earlier this year. Was it PAX East where that was big, oh, it maybe? could have been. It could have been. Um, it's by the same guys that did Dear Esther, which I always say is, is more of a poetic, an interactive story rather than a video game. Uh, and this one is, it sounds sort of the same. It's open world exploration, and your goal is essentially to uncover the story. So to me, that sounds a lot like Dear Esther. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll find out more about that. Another one I didn't write anything about is Quadrilateral, quadrilateral Cowboy. Um, one called Elts, one called Nah, uh, Fledge, which, from what I understand, the quote is, it's about bird songs in flight. These games are really weird, uh, but that, I think that's why it's called the Horizon Conference, because it's like, you know, testing what's on the Horizon Conference. Yeah, testing new concepts. Yep, another one is Metamorphobit, which is cool. Dan, you might want to think about this for Max. Uh, it's a kid's game, you interact with letters, and if you, like press on the A, it zooms into A, and then the A morphs into different things that start with an A. So at first it makes, like, antlers, and then the antlers morph into an arch, and then it says arch. Huh. Um, just a good way to learn your alphabet. Yeah. But pretty cool. That is cool. Nonetheless. Uh, and that's all I had. I just, 
you know, I wanted to give those indie games that didn't get press conference coverage a little bit more attention. Yeah. Um, and all stuff to keep an eye on. I don't know. It, it sucks because we'll never know what we missed at E3 until something cool shows up later on and they're like, we were at E3 kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Corey, what, what was your best in show, I guess? Oh, that's a good question, Dan. I really have a hard time picking one. I was really impressed with Little Big Planet 3. Uh, maybe I was just in the right kind of mood for that. Um, I hesitate. I mean, other than the obvious, The Witcher 3. Yeah. You know, it's really hard to really hard to not pick that. I, I, I like the Fable Legends thing, the playing as the villain. Um, I don't know. There were so many. It was just like John. John put it really well. You know, it's a hype machine, and it was effective this year, and that's a good thing. Like he wanted all the systems now, just like I do. Yeah. There wasn't. I don't think anything really, really stood out for me. Um. But I think overall, it was a really good show. Okay. Well, who do you think won E3? It's really tough for me to say. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I also really liked Nintendo. Um. All those all those games really got me excited, and their their presentation as a whole I thought was really compelling. And I mean, seeing Zelda like that was just great. Yeah. Um, I would say Sony and Microsoft for me were about the same, so I'd probably have to give the edge to Nintendo. But you know, still, like I think they all deserve credit. Okay. Sounds good. What What about you, Will? Best in show. Thinking about it, it's kind of hard to decide, as Corey said, because they all had very good press conferences. But I think. Looking back, the thing that I come out most excited for, because the, the the potential it has, is the open world Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that would have been my pick, too, if it wasn't for No Man's Sky. Oh, no Man's Sky, too, is another one. That's... Yeah, that one, that one blew me away. Because I think it was VGX last year when the, the trailer came out for it. Uh, and I was like, oh, that looks kind of neat. But the, the, the trailer that they showed at... at um, on the PlayStation conference, just I don't know, it encapsulated. I thought that was at my, E3 last year. No, no, it was the it got announced at the VGX Awards last year. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So that yeah, it it spoke to me, I guess. So that would that would that was my best in show. But I I, I think Nintendo won E3. Uh, for me, they they killed it on every level. And like I said, a lot of it was that they had lengthy gameplay videos of all their big games that are, are coming out. And I, that I really appreciated that they weren't coy in any way. They said, these are our games. This is how they play. Hyrule Warriors is another one. I watched maybe an hour of gameplay for, um, split, split, splat, splatoon, splatoon. Sp- splatoon. I watched, you know, a good portion of smash. I watched a ton of gameplay footage for, mm-hmm. um, they I, they just did a great job with all their stuff, so yeah, exactly crushed it. They needed to. Yeah, yeah. I think they they restored people's faith in the Wii U who, a little bit. Was it you who said that you thought Nintendo this year would come out strong? Yeah, yeah. You, I per- that was my bold prediction boy, for 2014. You, you really? <laughs> and some. Uh, it was also mine, guys. If you remember correctly, was it? Well, I said overall it would be very underwhelming, but that Nintendo, even though they weren't going to be there, would, would blow everybody out of the water. Okay. And who said that they thought Nintendo would have a new IP? They were also right with that. I said that. Yeah. Good job. Last episode, I think. Good job. Yeah, because remember I held off on my E3 prediction so long? Yeah. I think it was last episode that I finally... 
I don't even know if I did them on the air. I think it might have just been in one of the breaks. Okay. Yeah, you guys, you guys nailed it this year, then. Yeah. They had to. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Something <laughs> had to be brewing at Nintendo all these years. <laughs> it was the open-world Zelda game. Little did we know. Yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts on E3? Wrap it up. I don't think so. It was okay. a good year. It was a good year. Uh, we all kind of agreed that we thought E3 would be dis- a disappointment, but I didn't. I didn't get that. The only one that I was really disappointed by was was EA. Yeah. They didn't have anything. So, I you ever feel bad for EA? Uh, yeah, at times. Because I think you know, I think they try, and they do have good game franchises. I mean, Dragon Age was awesome, but that was the only thing they brought. Um, you know, they had a lot of sports games on there, which I don't care about the sports games anymore. The problem is, is they, they tried to go to behind the scenes and didn't, didn't, you know, which I like, that's fine, but they didn't show any gameplay footage, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's hard from, cause the, t- I mean, they announced games that were already announced, which yeah. is Battlefront and Mass Effect. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I do feel bad for them sometimes though, but sometimes they bring it upon themselves. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Any other thoughts? Corey? Um, no. Nothing. All right. Uh, Twitter feedback. This is from Ryan Iowa who says, I want to hear in-depth details on Destiny. I'm thinking about getting the PS4 Destiny set. We talked a little bit about Destiny uh, earlier in the episode. We probably will hold off on, t- on talking about it a lot until until Eric's back next week. We'll... We'll go a little more in depth in our time with the alpha. So yeah, Eric's played the most. Out of yeah, all of yeah, us. probably. I would say Eric's played the most. So, um, I did like it. I didn't like the multiplayer very much. That's my brief synopsis. But it, it was a really fun game. I didn't even know what I was doing, and I wound up in a multiplayer match. Okay, yeah. I was thoroughly confused, but it was one of those I love this confused. Yeah. So okay. Uh, moving on, Facebook from Idaho Jake says, E3 was good this year with all the games, but there's still nothing from now till September. I like Phil Spencer more than I did that other guy with Xbox, and I don't know, but I'm the only one that caught in his own words saying, sorry for la- oh, so- sorry for last year's bullshit. <laughs> Evolve, AC Unity, Scalebound, Bloodborne, and maybe Dead Island 2 are games I excited- I'm excited for. The next games gave me, uh, before, but for, but the next games gave me uh, gamer boner. Diablo three is a must buy, and I even got. Let me zoom in here. Diablo three is a must buy, and I even got excited for the Last of Us. It's, uh, Last of Us is going to be part of it. Battlefield Hardline, wow! No Man's Sky sounds just fucking cool, and it is a must buy, and I'm sure Dan will agree. Far Cry four. Far Cry four, of course, and I like how you can get help from your PSN friends, even if they don't own the game. Batman, holy shitballs, that looks amazing. Tomb Raider 2, hell yes. Dragon Age is also a must-buy, my game of the show, and 2015's game of the year. Uh, The Witcher 3, that game made me come in my pants again. And now for my 2014 game of the year, uh, sorry about this, Dan, Destiny. 
Uh, that was before he knew I got into, got in. the, into the into the alpha. <laughs> so I, I appreciate uh, your concern, but I did get into the alpha. So, uh, man, this game is fucking awesome, and it's just in its first beta. Uh, and July seventeenth, Dan, uh, better get plus because the second beta will be out. September will be a month of great gaming. Now, to my experience with the beta, I chose the Warlock, and it starts you out on Earth. The controls are pretty much like any other shooter, so nobody will have a problem starting out. Graphics are awesome. It's a mix between Halo and Borderlands, which means really good. I do like how you summon your speeder and just press this touch screen. Your ghost pops out and you hold the triangle and boom, it drives like vehicles in Borderlands. The map area is pretty big and I've tried to explore it all. After you do the first mission, they put beacons all over the map and that is how you get more missions. The multiplayer, or I guess PvP part of it, is like Call of Duty, but good. There are two maps, one on Earth and one on the Moon. The one on the Moon has vehicles and I think it is my favorite. Uh, I will have to say, make sure you have the right gun, because I died a lot, and I think it's because of my gun. My tip for everyone is that playing it, if you have a heavy gun, you have to hold triangle and press down on the D-pad to equip it. It is one of the things I don't like about the game. Hey, Will, I don't have you as a friend on my PS on PSN. My tag is RealBitKong. If you want to play Destiny with me, hit me up. Well, I hope that is enough to make Dan even sadder that he let his plus run out. So thanks for that, Jake. Um, so yeah, Jake, uh, good good rundown of the games that he he uh, was excited for, and I totally agree. Phil Spencer is a lot better of a PR guy, and I think his vision is a lot better for the Xbox brand than Don Matrick. Oh yeah, um, way, way better. He he was definitely the right choice for them to hire for what is president of Xbox operations or something. I don't even know what his exact job, job title is, but he's kind of the face of Xbox now. So uh, that was a great move on their part. Um, he's, I think he's doing good things for, for Xbox. So mm-hmm. he made it all about the games, which is what people want, you know? Yeah. That's what the gamers want. Exactly. Not, not TV, not TV. Right. Um, and you know, it's a good multimedia box too, but you buy a console to play video games on. So, you know, Mm-hmm. So that was good. So uh, Valerie in Iowa says, I'm looking forward to Big Plant 3. Uh, I think me and Corey can echo your statements there, Will. Big Little Big Plant 3? Oh, yeah, I'll be having it. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, and, again, it's one I'll play with my wife. I will have to invest in another DualShock, a DualShock 4, but that's fine. Um, I was going to get one <laughs> anyway. But, so 60, <laughs> 60 bucks is a lot of money for a controller, though, you know? Yeah, it definitely is. But what can you do? I'll I'll need it. So thank you for that. Ryan in Iowa says, I am drinking the PS4 Kool-Aid. I thought they won. Some of their exclusives were really good, starting with Second Sun DLC, and I thought the PSTV is a cool idea. In reality, probably where we will be in 25 years. No consoles, just direct from, quote-unquote, the corporation. Even though Uncharted isn't really my jam, I thought it looked like an epic movie, as did The Order. Uh, Super awesome Penny Dreadful stylized movie video game, kind of along the lines of Heavy Rain. Uh, my kind of jam there. Open World Zelda made my ears perk up. It's been a long time since I did a Link Zelda game, but I would revisit that world with the game, with that game. Also, No Man's Sky didn't win to me. That game is like two, maybe even two and a half years out. And finally, I was pissed there was no Quantum Break video or gameplay for the Sony conference. Well, that's all for now. Thanks, Ryan and Iowa. Yeah, there wasn't anything for Quantum Break, was there? Uh, no, but that's that's uh, Xbox. Okay. That's the one with the television show, right? Yeah. That's Xbox, but the, I, they didn't have they anything didn't, for it. Yeah. They didn't show anything for Dying Light either, did they? No, Dying Light didn't have, have a presence. They might have, but not in the main conferences. That's, okay. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. 
Um, I, I don't know. I think No Man's Sky is going to come out before two years. Just, just my thoughts. I, I think what like. I think part of the reason why games are announced so early nowadays is because leaks are not – they can't control leaks. Leaks are going to happen because so many people are working on games now, and, and social media is so easy to put stuff out on for people to find. Especially accidentally. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I, I, I think that part of the reason why – for the early game announcements is that reason, you know, for to, – to, get the news out there before leaks happen. Um, but, but it's a different situation with no man's sky because it's a, such a small team. They're going to know who, who had the leak, you know? So I think they've been working on this game for a, a little while now. I, I don't think it's two to two and a half years out. It I may be, but I, I mean, part of that is wishful thinking, of course. Yeah. I'm hoping it's not two, two to two and a half years out. I, I'm thinking next year sometime, maybe summer or fall next year, 2015, I think. Uh, and I watched an interview with the guy, and he said that they do have a timetable for release uh, internally. He doesn't want to release that yet because you never know what kind of issues you're going to come across in game development. So he didn't want to get people excited for, for no reason and then crush their spirit, which I like. So good, uh, they're, they're, for him. until they get really close to their release date, they're not going to not gonna announce anything. So uh, that's that's good to know. So any other thoughts? Oh, uh, yeah. Be playing Destiny with Eric and Jake tomorrow. Uh, I did want to say to Jake, my gamer tag is completely different from, or my PlayStation name is completely different from my gamer tag. So I'll send you a friend request. So yeah. when you get it, don't be like, well, "What the heck is this?" Because it's very different. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else? Bedtime. Bedtime. Yeah, yeah Bed. I, I'm in. I'm in agreement with that. Um, this episode I will have to do a little weird editing for, so it probably won't go up until probably tomorrow, tomorrow. night. Yeah, I'm not going to do it tonight. I've got to, I've got to get upstairs and get to bed. So, uh, so yeah, this episode will come out. Uh, I don't know when we're going to be recording next week. We haven't figured out an episode topic either. So, uh, we'll, you'll probably find that out last minute. It'll be before Saturday. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll probably figure it out last minute too. So that's we'll we'll, we'll but we'll keep you posted uh, on our social media, on our Twitter, and, and possibly Facebook. So yeah, that'll do it for some episode one fifty one of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host Dan. Well, sorry. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.